It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 144. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, FanFest Las Vegas 2018. Enough said. That's it. That's all we're talking about, fam. That's we, there's there is no time to talk about anything else. Uh, <laughs> we we will shoot the shit though. What has been going on this week, Ruby? Hi, hi, Yelta. I miss you already. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you, Yelta. I miss everybody. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What a great weekend. What a really really great weekend. Lots of shout-outs. I'm brimming. I'm, like, boiling over, like, do I talk about how good this was? Do I talk about this thing? We're going to try to keep an order in this, but we're going to miss so much stuff. So if you were like, well, I met you and you didn't shout me out, or uh, what about this thing, whatever, give it to us in the comments. Please, at the end of this episode, on the SoundCloud, on our website, uh, through Twitter, through our email, if you didn't hear your name and you met us and you want us to shout you out, tell us. If you went to an event with us and you saw us, shout us out. Uh, tell us, and we'll, we'll talk about it on the next episode. We don't want to miss anything, but there was so much that went on. We're going to miss it. So please give us your feedback after this episode. We'd love to hear from you. We loved seeing all of our fans, and we loved seeing uh, everybody else. But w- what I really wanted to talk about for the Let's Shoot the Shit was like, I wanted to give Yelta, you can follow this format or not, I don't know. But I, <clears throat> I wanted to give at least three highlights to not take up too much of let's shoot the shit and maybe like one thing I'd like to see done better next time or maybe added if they could do it. Uh, and then any like personal shout outs, although we will have shout outs at the end of this episode. Uh, three highlights I would give. Uh, highlight one, uh, merch line was mm-hmm. fantastic this time. What a complete 180 from Paris Fan Fest. Not Paris Fan Fest, but the Fan Fest 2016 at the Paris in Las Vegas. Uh, what a complete 180 that was. What a beautiful thing. Yes, there was a line, but it moved swiftly, and we were able to get our stuff in and out. So, fantastic. Uh, another highlight was the Courteous Staff. That is another 180 from... Uh, 2016 was that I I really thought the staff was on top of it. They did a great job, even to the extent of there was some weirdness that happened, I think, during the Primals concert. Like somebody had a seizure, which is unfortunate, or or passed out, fainted, and uh, uh, staff was there to help, and they got paramedics or whatever else out there, fire department, and and, and that that went well. Even so much that I don't think a lot of people witnessed that. We were in the hallway because we had the bean, and uh, we didn't want the baby's ears to blow out. So uh, we saw some stuff go down. We are like, what? But it was handled very well. So thank you to the staff. And, oh, Lord, what would be one other great highlight? I'll throw this one out there. Because of the events that happened last year, uh, not with Final Fantasy XIV, but uh, at the eSports uh, thing where there was the, the mass shooting and oh, stuff. Oh, all the, all the tragic security uh, The tragic issues, stuff yeah. that we – it's terrible. Uh, they had security and they had metal detectors at FanFest – Las Vegas 2018, and I'm very appreciative of the foresight by Square Enix, by Foxclawn, by Bayonne, the rest of the uh, reps and staff to do this. 
Uh, it was very smooth. It wasn't like TSA. Let me, you know, shove three fingers up, you know, where to see if you got anything. It was very. They were courteous. They they smiled. They metal detected my crown. You know, I got to wear that crown every fan fest. <laughs> and they metal detected it in in a joking way, and, and they were fun. And it wasn't. It didn't feel like I was being harassed. So. Those three will be my highlights. I got lots more, but I'm saving that for like the news and stuff, you know, when we dig into the meat of it. Uh, one thing I'd like to see changed, uh, <clears throat> we did the battle challenge and we did, we did the challenges and stuff and, and those were fun, but I think they were done a little better in years past, meaning I felt like we were rushed to get in and get out. I guess because there's so many more people, you just have to, they, they, they they get you into the, the gaming computers, you sit down, you start to play, and they're like, hurry up, hurry up, we gotta get, we gotta get this going. Well, I didn't even have time to set up hot bars. I think we had a 2% in rage at mm-hmm. the end of our battle challenge, and, uh, we got, we were close. Thankfully, the bright side is they're not doing the t-shirt. God forbid. Like, Ruby just said bright side. They didn't do a t-shirt. But it's only because I didn't win. It's only because I didn't win. Uh, if they had done a t-shirt, Yelta, we both said we would have jumped back in line. We would have gotten back in line. And we yeah. would have crushed it. We would have crushed it because we knew what to do. Uh, but the fact that they didn't, uh, made it like, well, let's go do something else for a little bit and we'll come back to it. And, and the fact that, Sin and I had the had the baby. It wasn't a lot of get, let's get back to it. It's not like when you're by yourself and you can just do stuff over and over and over and you can weave through a crowd and all that. You know, my that, that's I'd already stood in that us. line once. I would have probably <laughs> needed to take a break and come back. <laughs> exactly. And one other negative thing is I came back with concrete, so I'll be coughing and wheezing. <laughs> On the last night before we stepped out, I got a chance to meet. Koji and Susan Calloway on an elevator. It was an amazing moment. I got on the elevator. Koji was waiting for the elevator. In fact, talked to Koji before we got on the elevator very briefly. As the elevator doors opened, there's nobody in the elevator except Susan Calloway. <laughs> and we got a – it was – it was uh, – I don't know what to call it. It was, it was just a, a, a magical moment. So we talked very briefly going downstairs, and then we got a picture, all of us together, including the bean, and it was fan-freaking-tastic. I was so jealous. <laughs> <clears throat> that is the first time in the three fanfests that I've attended that I got a chance to meet Koji and Susan. All the other ones in the past, I, I never had a chance to uh, to meet those two. I did not get to see Soken, which he is was, unfortunate. He, I, I didn't see Soken on the floor or Yoshi P and... In past years, generally they were floating around and you could get to them, but I don't know. I saw Fox Clone on the floor, and then before I went out for dinner on Saturday night, uh, Yoshi P passed us in the hallway and we gave him a shout. But nothing like uh, uh, in 2016, they were – they seemed more accessible to me. But that might have been because I'm going up and down changing baby diapers and doing <laughs> stuff outside of the floor, so – Anyway, before I have another coughing fit, I'm going to kick this over to you. Uh, tell us how your uh, your week was, how your fan fest was. Uh, you you stole a lot of my good spot things. Uh, I, the lines, uh, especially merch line, even just like getting through security. Uh, poor Ulf, he has metal 
hardware in his nose and ear, and he's got metal on his belt and his chains and his boots. Everything's everything's metal. So the man set the thing off every single time we walked through. They had to wand him, but they were always they was always nice about it and everything. And um, yeah, I even the line to get in to the keynote. They they had the floor all taped off, and you zigzagged back and forth and back and forth. It took a little while, but really it wasn't that bad. Uh, I was going to try to get to stuff early, but then people were texting that the lines were like forever. And I'm like, I can't stand that long. You know, I'm <laughs> not in the best shape of my life. So, uh, I was actually really lucky that we, we had good friends. I know like, uh, Bell Dandy gave up his seat when uh, I, when Ulf and I showed up, he had to, he had to run and he's like, I'm going to lose the seat anyway. I might as well give it to you. So I actually got to sit and watch, you know, the, 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 um, keynote and, you know, just a, a lot of friends helping me with things, <laughs> Ulf, Ulf carrying everything for me and whatever. So, uh, I had a lot of help there and I was going to say the same thing too. We kind of complained two years ago that the staff was, there wasn't enough of them this year. They were like waving us through. They were directing us. If we looked lost at all, they're like, where are you headed? You're over there you know, keep going down one more door. Uh, they really, they really kept us moving and kept it, everything smooth. Uh, I, I don't know how you do better without just like doubling the whole thing. You know, there's people complain they couldn't get tickets. And I actually talked a little bit, I was talking with, um, it was actually Reinhardt. He's like, and people wanted us to sell more tickets. They're like, you just can't, there's just not, that it's it's already enormous and i don't know how you do something and let more people in as it was at the primals concert standing room only you know and that's we you know we didn't even people who got there early it was already standing room only and mm -hmm. uh the, there's just a lot of people that's kind of like my bad thing but it's i don't know what you do about it maybe you split it maybe now we need two fan fests in the US one on the east coast and one on the west coast i don't know they probably wouldn't be up for that that's these these things are a lot of work to put yep. together so um so you know and i i didn't get to do as much stuff as i wanted to mostly cuz of lines i uh Ulf, when I when you you and I and a bunch of us were doing the Yojimbo fight, he wandered over and did like the chocobo racing and some other stuff. He said the the stuff he, he did fashion report, all that stuff was really cute. The mini games were cool. The mini I'm not sure what I thought about some of the like if you're the first thirty of the day you get prizes. That seemed a little weird, but I don't think they were anything that you couldn't just order off the Mog Station where they or off the Square Enix store. I don't think so. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, there was a card for stamps and there, you know, all, all that stuff, all, all the stuff they had was good. I thought it was good. I missed the triple triad cards. That's really, yeah. I wish that, and I was explaining it to someone who hadn't been to FanFest before that last time we all got what, a pack of eight triple triad cards or whatever it was. And, yep. but you got all the same one and you had to actually talk to other people and trade to get a full set. And uh, someone's like, oh, that's awful. And I'm like, no, it's kind of great. I actually struck up conversations with people that, you know, I usually stay in my little bubble because, you know, I'm not the most outgoing girl in the world. So, but, but FanFest itself, I thought, 
uh, we'll talk about that, you know, the stuff in the totes, the, 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 the swag was good. Everything was good. I, I think for the most part, everything was good. My only, everything was a pro almost, except for the con was, were almost too popular for our own good. And I mean, Final Fantasy 14. It's just, there's only so much room for all these people. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I guess I'll stop there. And uh, let's uh, let's. I'll I will say though, shoot the shit with us. Go to the website and let us know there uh, your pros and cons and comments about FanFest would be great. Give, give us some damn comments. I want to hear. <laughs> I honestly, this you the hype ta- is up. You started talking to the bots. I saw that. Hey, listen, you got to talk to somebody. You know, we're lonely <laughs> out here. Uh, I, I there's a lot of hype, and so I we want to hear your hype. We want to hear what you guys have mm-hmm. to say, what you saw. We're gonna cover a bunch of stuff. We're gonna cover how we feel about stuff. We want to hear how you feel about the keynote, the live letter. You know, cross world stuff, blue mage stuff, whatever mm-hmm. else. You come talk. You come talk to us. Uh, we did not Yelta mm-hmm. get an episode recorded. No, <laughs> fan fest. no, we, we talked, we talked, we talked a good talk, uh, before mm-hmm. we went on to fan fest, how we were going to bring our equipment and do recordings when we were down there and maybe, you know, carry a recorder around with us. That didn't happen. I well, we just had even. <laughs> so much going on. And even prior to that, we did have a little episode that we recorded and it kind of went burst. We had a me- mechanical failure. I don't know what there, happened there. There was yeah, a mechanical so failure. We had, stu- we had stuff we talked about, patch 4.45 stuff that's gone now. Yeah. Uh, highlights there. We we talked about Pyros and we talked about Hildebrand. Uh, I think both of the, the, the two biggest things out of that, um, if, if you guys want us to cover some of that stuff, you know, we'll be happy to re- go back to that. Let us know. Uh, Pyros, you've been doing it, Yelta. You mm-hmm. you've been enjoying that, right? I liked it better than the previous Pagos. One. Yeah. Pagos. I, I liked it better than Pagos. I think that's it's, it. Still has issues, but uh, yeah. And you can do some funny broken stuff with your. Uh, I've already forgotten. I haven't played in a week. I. Uh, you can do some funny, interesting stuff with the combining the stuff to get abilities. Some pretty broken stuff. So, but that's fun because it's all self-contained. And well, I did Hildebrand too. You did Hildebrand, I did right? too. I ran yeah. through it because I knew what the battle challenge was going to be, which is Yojimbo uh, at FanFest. And so I wanted to see more Yojimbo just in case. And I think Hildebrand's going to be pretty relevant. I think this actually – we'll hear more about it when we talk about the FanFest stuff. But mm-hmm. it kind of brings us back to stuff that we liked about Hildebrand in the past, a fight. So, yeah, uh, that would be good. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So that's good. So go play Patch 4.5, people. Go do that. Uh, we had also, what, talked about the Feast. Season 10 results came out and Season 11 commences. Uh, so if you're into PvP, go do you some PvP. We had some PvP events at the at FanFest, and that was hosted by Frosty and Plus One, and there was some good stuff there, so go check that out. And then, Yelta, we've got an, uh, a 15 crossover. Oh, yay. That, yeah. I, that, mean, that's, I mean, yay! Yeah, <clears throat> that's happening. Well, 15 is going to get 14 in it first. They're going to get uh, chocolate in their peanut butter before we get peanut butter in our chocolate. Yeah, and we've seen what their theirs is going to be, but we haven't yet seen anything what we're getting. They're getting some Mikote and some outfits. What they mm. also got was their producer left. Uh, oh, Tabata yeah. <laughs> left He's like, SC. Bye. 
Bye-bye. Uh, I think he's going to do his own studio or something. And then a bunch of cancellations except for episode Arden, I believe. So that's a bummer. But um, thankfully, this isn't a 15 podcast. This is a 14 <laughs> podcast. So we have a living game that will continue. I think that's a Square Enix decision. It says, what's making us money? And what are we shoveling money at that doesn't that we're not making money on? And I mm-hmm. think that the answer to that is 14's making money and 15's not. So uh, got to move on, got to move on. Um, and what's funny enough is 15 and 14, um, the Square Enix CEO, uh, repping both games. We'll talk about that when we get to Blue Mage, but the CEO is, uh, has a fight in, uh, in 15 as well. So it's, it's just funny when you, you, you run a company and you show up in the Final Fantasy games. It's interesting. Anyway. Anyway. All right. There's there's other stuff too, but we're just going to I think we're just going to steamroll right into FanFest. Let's do that. Let's just plow right into FanFest. So, we're going to kind of go chronologically. We were going to go most exciting to least exciting, but I can't keep track of that. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to go chronologically. And we're going to start with uh, actually we're going to start with Day 0, right? Yes. Checking in merch line. We kind of touched on it. Uh checking in. Well, by the time I checked in, there was no line. You walked right up. In fact, I had screwed up and I couldn't find my email. So, like, if I would have felt really bad if there was a line. But they're like, here you go. Here's a bag and your passes. And then there are the merch lines over there. And the merch line, again, no, I I don't. I didn't actually stand in a line, guys. I walked right up to the table, showed them my codes, and they went and got my bags. So it was awesome. it was fantastic. Yeah. I got there a little earlier than you. And there was no uh, registration line. By the time we got down there, but there was a merch line, and the merch line did weave. It was, you know, like a ten to twelve, you know, of back and forth, back and forth. But it was spacious. It didn't stink like bo. I guess <laughs> people, it was early enough in the day showers? people would shower. Is that what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. Not everybody at FanFest showered, but at least in the line I was standing <laughs> in, it wasn't that bad. And um, it moved quick enough. It was. It was fun. Somebody was doing a giveaway. Somebody shouted like, Fold Fold is doing giveaways. Mm. Shout out to the great Fold, who I met at yeah. FanFest. Um, but, uh, but it did go quickly. And then once you got to the end of that line, you had like 15 bays or something that they, they tell you, go to go to number 15. It's kind of like if you've ever been to Fry's Electronics. You kind of weave through the line and they're like, next year, next year. A lot of stores do this. And you just go wherever yeah. the green light is or whatever about it. It was kind of like that, and they and the the staff was courteous, and they just said, "Go there," and and we did, and it was great. Smooth, very smooth is is kind of my whole thing. And then I don't know, we we met we saw each other that night, but I think I retired back to the room, but we ate and went to bed. Honestly, Ulf and I we were like, we had driven from Minnesota, we were done. There was little partying, at least for us, on uh, on Thursday night because I think it was just let's let's get let's get in, let's get settled, let's get refreshed because we had an early start the next day. The keynote I think was started at ten or ten. Well, the doors opened at ten. Mm-hmm. Keynote started at ten thirty. Yep. People were in line as early as like eight o'clock. Uh, I didn't do that this year, uh, but I still got to appreciate the keynote. You know, even getting in there right when the when the doors open and all that, so you want to jump into that? You want to, let's move to keynote. Yeah, let's just just move. I, I got nothing else to say. I woke up and went to the keynote, man. I didn't hurt my back. That's the important announcement of day one. I didn't hurt my back. 
<laughs> Olf had to go back up to the room though because he had a knife on his belt. He's like, I'm never going to make it through security. And he went. He back was to a Tonberry. What are you he talking about? T- he was cosplaying a Tonberry. Yeah. No. Okay. So yeah, the keynote was. Uh, I'm just going to say it. It was really everything I was hoping for. Oh my god! I guess yes. you know. I mean, I don't know what else. It it it, it was what I was expecting. And and that's and that's great. So I think we have some slides. I think we'll just kind of go down the slides. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as everyone listening to this already knows, the new expansion is called Shadowbringers. Mm. Someone made, and they showed the art. Someone made an uh, an observation on Reddit or Twitter or something. This is the only box art that you're by yourself. Uh oh. Right. It's everything. Every other box art for every expansion has just a. a crowd of people even when you like went to heavens where basically you alphano and taru you know the mm-hmm. box art had other people so Shadowbringers is is the name of it and, and in fact this is our box art right here this right. is the north american box art in the in the next slide of the solo player standing in the yellow background here that's great mm-hmm. early summer 2019 so yay that's that'll be nice because that's that's have they they've been pretty much hitting early or middle summer right sure yeah I think there was some joking on when early summer really was was it when Heavensward came out or something yeah so. that's that's yeah I think we'll probably get what July yeah as long as it's not like September I mean I mean maybe August if it's June or July people will be fine so. All right, and then the next slide. Basically, we're we all going to Garamal. That's pretty much the, the empire oh, yeah. needs dealing with. So <clears throat> that's kind of what the next couple slides are. We're gonna possibly have a eighth Umbral era, which surprised me because I always thought the Umbral eras were way, way kind of far apart. We we know them from lore in the game and whatever, and we just had an astral era happened wasn't it when what are we in now are we in an astral era we're in the seventh astral era yeah so that started when bahamut broke free from dalamud that that's the era we started now right Mm -hmm. i'm not anonymous which i didn't know (laughs) about that but (laughs) so but yeah so 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 we you know maybe be starting another era and that's kind of cool so. Yeah, I, you know, my thing with that is I don't know the chronology of, of how the astral number errors have, have done. The lore book, again, you know, people like Ethis and Anonymous would, would know all these things. But when – my thinking is maybe as a world ends, because we have all these shattered worlds, right, that, it, that mm-hmm. have some closer to the light, some closer to the dark. But as they end their world, because some worlds have ended – Maybe the astral umbrals come faster yeah, as they possible. go. Yeah. So it's like contractions. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, and it's we're about to give birth to Zodiac. I don't know. <laughs> the, the the slide here scares me a little bit. With the fall of the Scions, what will become of the Warrior of Light and the Allied armies? Ooh. Because, well, you know, spoiler alert, if you did the last patch, my husband should cover his ears and not until he finishes. Um, we... We had some scions got disappeared, mm-hmm. right? That's that's kind of what happened. They got disappeared. 
Mm-hmm. So fell over. I, <laughs> and so, you know, are we? Uh, you know, I think this is gonna be more like Heaven's Ward, where, or maybe even worse, maybe we are all alone, right? Right. Right. Major seems, plot seems, point with that. Seems, yeah. seems dark and lonely. So that's kind of interesting. And then uh, the the second plot point is the first emperor. And I'm not going to pretend I know his name, but he's Mr. Crazy Face. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. saw him at the end of patch 4.45. And we know that Xenos is being puppeted around by, I can never say his name. Ed- Elidibus. Elidibus. It rolled off of Koji Fox's tongue, and I'm like, I can remember how to say that, and I was wrong. So, <laughs> well, now he's is who? Which one is the one that seems like he doesn't actually want to murder us all? Is it Elizabeth? The yeah. White Assian. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. And then the key plot point number three is the Warrior of Light must become the Warrior of Darkness. Whoa! Because well, because if you've been paying attention up to now, the whole like story arc of the Warriors of Darkness. Think back now; it was really short and abrupt. But the whole idea that there was their entire world got wiped out by too much light, mm-hmm. right? That Their world is gone. The light took over and you can't have, you can't have life without both or something. So apparently we, ha- I think we're going to have to go fight too much light. <laughs> yeah. It's a very Final Fantasy three plot line. Final Fantasy three has you going into the world of darkness and you find that the darkness and light ebb and flow and one is not good versus bad but balance must be obtained mm-hmm. it's a very star wars kind of thing right jedi and sith mm-hmm. so this is kind of what people believed we would lead to i think in order of plot points it's the easiest for us to swallow or where we thought we were going to go. So plot point one, going to Garlean Empire and, and the Scions and, and and such, we're fighting the Garleans. That makes sense. Then mm-hmm. we had gotten revealed about the Assians and the Emperor and what really Garlemald was about and why it was created. And that leads us to that second plot point, which was kind of a mind-blowing thing. We're finally going to see the Assians. But I think most people understood – we would go to Garlemald and we'd find out more about the Assians. I think what people really thought, though, was we would meet up again with the Warriors of Darkness. And the Warriors of Light and the Warriors of Darkness would have something go on. Not necessarily become the Warrior of Darkness. But I think this is an interesting plot point because it's <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> I don't know. I like yep. the dark story. People have commented that this it's Heaven's War 2.0. Is there a problem with that? Oh, see, I because liked I that really whole story. liked Heaven's Word. I yeah. really liked Heaven's Word. So I have no issues with uh, uh, having a grittier, darker storyline, and I, I think this is delivering and uh, very cool to see the Derplander now as a Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's it's pretty interesting. Someone did the you saw probably saw on Twitter all the the Derp Lander through time since the 1.0 trailers. Just yeah, it, it's kind of fun to watch him change and grow. Let's talk real quick about the trailer because when the keynote started, we got the trailer, <clears throat> right. and we're not going to sit here and watch the trailer with you because we got too much to talk about. But 
In the trailer, it starts off with the Derplander, the Warrior of Light, is walking, and he is a bard or an archer because he's gone he back to archer. that yeah. 1.0 player. He is the 1.0 Derplander again, walking through this kind of open area, and it looks like everything has gone to hell. The little gremlin dude, well, he has a kind of a vision, but the this little gremlin guy that is out of, like, Amdapur Keep, it's kind of like talking to him like, you're scum, you do nothing, You've, there's no one left to fight, you've killed them all and there's nothing left, what are you? And he has the visions of him seeing everything from 1.0 through 4.0, all the battles he fought. It's an amazing trailer. If you have not watched this trailer, I can't believe you'd be listening to this podcast without watching the trailer. But <laughs> please go now. watch the trailer. Go watch the trailer. Yeah. Things to look at are every time he job changes in that trailer, his weapon is broken. By mm -hmm. the uh, Kiribu, which is that, that last boss in Amdapur hard mode, uh, which I believe is a representation of the light because Amdapur Keep is the White Mage's sanctuary. It was the city of White Mages that fought Mok during uh, – what was they, that? They the were the one, they, era? they were the one who developed white magic to begin with. That's right, right. Yeah. And so it was in that fifth astral, fifth umbral era, fifth era. And <clears throat> Thank you. And um, – so we're going to see, I think, a representation here within this trailer is the is the light is too strong. And that's where the light is breaking the jobs of the uh, Warrior of Light, who then, after changing in every single job in succession, which, by the way, they did this with the really cool, cool mm -hmm. music, but cool sound effect because you hear the job changes through the trailer. It's awesome. And um, finally has to pick up the, the sword of the Dark Knight. To, um, to fight the light, which I think is more representation. It's not like necessarily a Dark Knight expansion, but I think a representation that we have to do darkness to finally combat the light. Also in the trailer, we had Thancred, yes, Thancred, mm. with a gun blade, with a little girl, I believe it's a girl, although others th think differently, I've heard some ideas, uh, running up some stairs, which I think is still within Amdapur Keep because another boss from Amdapur Keep shows up and he makes a comment that this town has uh changed and not for the better uh so gunmate's job they did say that there was a little hint in the trailer about uh something new and um uh the girl that this is, kicks yeah. back the 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 ideas of is this dimensional travel is this time travel is that unukalhai or is that Asilia? a.k.a. Menphilia, back from 1.0. Where in time are we? Where in space are we with this Thancred scene? I, I don't know. Who's, it could be a completely new character for all we know. But we could be going back to that original Asilia point. I Who knows? It, it's, it was, hard, it's hard it to was say, very, man. It's it was really very, very eye-opening. It was very exciting. Uh, this trailer had me so pumped up. It, it was pretty fantastic, and and then and then he talked more about uh, you know other other features in five point oh. Uh, one of them excited me greatly: the multiple new jobs. We're not getting two new jobs. It sounds like we're getting multiple new jobs. Mm -hmm. And uh, and 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 as I'm assuming, as part of five point oh, right? We should getting. I would think at least three. I I couldn't imagine they give us more than three, but. I, so quick speculation, <laughs> since everybody here knows Blue Mage is coming. Um, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, multiple new jobs. 
I could see them kicking around the two-job idea being healer and tank. But I'd be willing to open up to three new jobs. I don't know if they could handle all that, but I would really like to see at least a new healer and a new tank. They did not hint at what those would be, but I'd love to see those. Mm. Well, we, we we know there's a gunblade involved mm-hmm. uh, on Thankard's back. We That's don't right. know what that means, right? It, they could tease us for a long time and give us gunblades later, or who knows? Who knows? Um, but... I really, I really want a new healer to level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to level Blue Mage, and we'll talk more about that later. But uh, it would be good to have, you know, a new healer and a new tank because we had two damage dealers last time, and I, I didn't love that. Yeah. Uh, new level cap. This might be obvious. Seventy to eighty. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are redoing a bunch of battle system stuff which you know they have to they've been actually been like throwing stuff just like throwing some fixes like you can just have all of your cross class actions and other stuff and you know with getting 10 new levels that means a few more abilities which means they're going to have to change things around a bit to you know make sure that you know they, they said it many times we know your hot bars are full yep right so i'm i'm hoping we don't get a dumbing down but I don't mind a streamlining. Well, a simplification is coming. They did mm-hmm. mention that TP and MP bars would be combined into one. Yep, and I'm okay with that. Uh, it, it did add something where you have to actually pay attention. You know, if, if it's mana, I would do a mana shift. And if it's, you know, TP, someone would have to goad them. But I'd, I'm not sure it really adds enough depth to keep it. So I'm, I'm actually okay with that. But... um yeah, they're they're gonna have to do something with the battle system, and uh, give White Mage Stone Skin back. I mean, <laughs> well, that and that came up in the Q and A about identity, yeah. and and uh, and I don't know that he mentioned it anywhere in the keynote, but he did talk about um, uh, I was gonna say gun mages, um, <clears throat> machinists, machinists and white mages. Yeah, uh, but this, but even reducing TP and MP bars into one, changing them into one bar is going to free up. I was talking to Klaus about this. It's going to free up abilities because as a bard, you know, uh, different songs, you've got a TP song and an MP oh, yeah. song. Yep. They're combined into one. Then. You just opened up one. And this happens over myriad jobs. So that's a part of the simplification. We don't know all of the things, but that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I, I look forward to seeing what they do. And I hope they can I hope they can do some things to, you know, help people. Oh, I know our, our monk friends – Every time you have a transition in a fight, they lose all their steam. You know, it's mm-hmm. it'd be it'd be real nice if there's a way to, you know, fix up some of those. You know, they've done. To be fair, though, they've done a really, really incredible job of mostly keeping all of the jobs relevant for the most part. Uh, really, when you talk about well, no one will take a monk. That's usually idiots who don't realize that. That's not the meta. Well, wait, I'm not going to take a monk to do a Lakshmi farm party. Really? Really? I've not been invited. I've not been allowed to join groups as a white mage because they only wanted a scholar and an astrologian. You know, for like a mount farm party. Really? I could do that in my, I could single heal most of those that I've done. So it's just ridiculous. So some of that is community issue. It's not even really Square Enix's problem, but... Anyway, all right, sprawling new areas that we got at some total of what five photographs of. 
Yeah, that was, was a drawback. Weird. It was we, weird. You know, we've we've been accustomed to getting some video or some screenshots of the areas, and we did not really get that. We got a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. Well, we got the Raktika Great Wood, which mm. looked amazing. Yes. As far, I, I, love, I, I really love, like, magical forests, and that's kind of, you know, it's, huh. it's big and beautiful, lots of shadows. Cool. Yelta, do you know what race of people might live in the Great Wood? I'm trying to think back if there's a game like Final Fantasy XII. I don't know. I didn't really place <laughs> like a Great oh, Wood yeah. that had trees and different platforms in the trees. And I just want to say I really liked Yoshida's Bugs Bunny <laughs> shirt that yeah. he was wearing. Hoppity hippity hoppity Vieira y. Oops. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that was that was a pretty much uh, a giant thing for a lot of people was um, well, and and I, I you know we're probably going to see our first Viera in four point five with mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. new twenty four man because the whole Ivalice you know thing. So we've already oh, seen like, I- mobs and stuff from those games. So I am not surprised. <laughs> It's also not my thing. I know people are just losing their collective minds, and I'm like, Viera, nice, but I don't, whatever. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be one. So, but, uh, oh, there's not screenshots of the second zone. They did show us pictures of the second zone, too, I think. I can't remember what it was called. All right, we're also getting the restoration of the Holy Sea of Ishgard. This was, dis- this was mentioned as part of... Crafting and gathering end game, I believe is what they said, right? Yes. Yeah. They, they said, do you want new content? Do you want new crafter and gatherer content? And we're going to see something like the Doma uh, reconstruction happening with Ishgard, which is, one, fan-freaking-tastic because mm-hmm. Ishgard needs to be the glory that we believe it is. When I go to Ishgard, I love Ishgard, but then you see all the like broken stuff and mm-hmm. still burning piles of stuff everywhere. And it's like, this still doesn't feel completely like Ishgard. It actually feels like a wasted city because mm-hmm. as a 1.0 player, we died to, we're banging on the gates since 2010 to get into Ishgard. <laughs> yes. We get there and it's a great story, but now that everything's finished and you know, the art, you know, everybody's gone, the, the Pope's done and all that. We still haven't built, it's still burning. It's still on fire. It's still crap happening. So, we need to build it, and they were they were kidding this around like this is end game content for crafters and gatherers in a sense, or at least additional content. Mm-hmm. I really look forward to it. I hope it's something interesting and not just handing in collectibles at a desk right. or something. I don't know what that would be. Don't get me wrong; I have no creative idea of what that would be. But I, I hope it's a little bit more than just like, oh, you have special leave quests here. I don't herp know. Derp. Herp derp. But yeah, no, it, it, there's, there, it, will, it will be nice to have a reason to, you know, I leveled all my crafters to 70 and I'll probably level them all to 80, but I don't really, I don't, I don't play the, I don't craft a lot of stuff. It'd be fun if there was a reason to craft end game stuff, or maybe they're just going to wrap, I'm, what I'm really worried about, they're just going to wrap all the current end game stuff up and call it, um, restoration. Mm. You know, all your seals and everything are part of it, but I'm hoping it's something interesting. This next one surprised me. Yeah. 
uh, NPC Battle Assist System Trust. Now, if you've played okay. 11, and they've already said it's not exactly like 11s, but uh, the trust system lets you, usually you have to complete something, and then you can have an NPC just out and about with you fighting alongside of you. And I think in, in 11, can you have like four at a time or yeah, something? Yeah, multiple, yes. Yeah, because you can like, and now... 11's an older game, so they really expect you not to be able to find a party to complete some content. So, and there's no, like, everything's mostly open world and whatever. They don't, they really don't expect you to be able to find a group of five people to go do a thing. So you summon all these trusts. And uh, I was surprised. It seemed kind of early for that. But 14 has a lot of solo-centered players. Sure. They have a lot of people who just want to do the content and they want to do it, you know, without having to deal with other human beings. So I guess when Yoshi P said, when you, you know, zone into that dungeon, just pretend those other three people are NPCs now. Well, now you can already. And I'm really interested in seeing how far these trusts go, where you can take them. If they're just reskins of your squadrons that you can take into dungeons, that seems a little boring. I'm really, really, I know you said it at FanFest. You're really hoping they implement, was it the Gambit system? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That would be amazing because it would also, would be you designing who does what at what thresholds. Mm. Because, which, was that was that 12? What game had the Yeah, 12 is, is the Gambit system. Yeah, that took me a little while to figure out, but I liked it a lot. Because it's like programming, right? I'm like, if this, then that. Then that. Yeah, you know, I really... You know, you get, you know, list thresholds to heal or I don't remember all that much, but I remember it being right. interesting. Yeah, I mean, and exciting. They, they even show Alphano, Alizé, Thancred, Minf- uh, not Midfilly, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, and uh, Urian Shea. Who's, who's uh, uh, Ishtola. Ishtola. And, you know, to think that you could have the, the Science of the Seventh Dawn fighting alongside you doing stuff that's that's really really cool i'm with you i think it's a little early for the trust system in a sense but maybe not you know 5.0 we are on the what is it fourth we are expansion. on the you know fourth expansion yeah i guess well, really third maybe expansion. third expansion because really you know, the third expansion now, the first ones are rewrite we've been playing this game since 2010 i guess it's time for this stuff to, yeah. to be happening but uh I, I you know i'm i'm open to it i'm not i'm not honestly throughout this whole thing i'm not shitting on anything that comes forward. There might be a couple of things when we get in here that I might be like, eh, but uh, I, I'm really okay with the trust system, especially if it's got a cool mechanic like the Gambit. Well, I'm curious how is it going to work. Do I? Is it just taking NPCs into a dungeon like my squadron already do? Is it going to battle us alongside me in the open world like my Chocobo does? Or can I take it into those single-player challenges for, like, storyline? And I know some people get stuck on those. That one would be weird to me because I don't think I should be able to... I, I You know, I wouldn't want... I can't take Yishtola into a fight where I am Yishtola. Right? That would be weird. I've heard people talk about this as uh, proof that this game is dying. It kind, of, it you know, it does seem like a dying thing, but then we wouldn't be doing adding more data centers. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people using this plus the um, the hype meter and some of the things that they've talked about here as as proof that uh, this game needs subs. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I don't, 
I don't think this game is just brimming with subs. I think there's a lot of people who had played the game and made a character and then left for some reason, and they do need a reason to get people back. I think a lot of this hype will get people back. Um, I don't know. I, I'm waiting to see. I really wish they would give us hard numbers on how many subs, but that's nothing they will probably And ever none of do. them do. Not none of the MMOs do that. It'll, it'll never they don't happen. give you they don't give you last month we had two million subs. They don't no, want proof no of a dying game, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but anyway. anyway. But I, I look forward to what this is, especially if it's some sort of system. I'm, I'm assuming since these guys are science, we're not leveling them up, right? But I, I, it'd be nice if there's, you know, I'm and they already let us do Barbie dress up on our, you know. Oh, sure. There, you know, if there's some sort of system or in 11, I, if I remember correctly, in 11, some of those were interesting quests you had to go do. I think you actually had to do quests and get to get to where you could get their trust and they would fight with you. You had I'd be good with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the, and and again, I try I keep trying to think of the solo centric content as something that I will log in and do cuz it's fun and interesting. But once Bell Dandy and Cinnamon log in, we're going to go farm ponies. Right? right? That's kind of especially if it's something I can drop. I don't feel like I can once I finally get a Eureka party and we finally start chaining monsters and then people log in, I'm I'm not going to drop that party. I'm sorry. I'm finally getting somewhere. Right. But when you're leveling your blue, yep, or <clears throat> trying to get abilities for your blue. All right. Yeah. That seems kind of like good. Maybe doing stuff with the trusts, or maybe doing something with your blue, do sound like ideal. Even like Palace of the Dead, I always felt like that with me. It's only going to take me ten minutes to get through this set, and then I'll come play with you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The next one is also kind of interesting. How many times have you said I'd really like to play through that again? And apparently now we can. They're going to have a new system called New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't exactly know how it's going to work, but it doesn't sound like it's a flag that just says start me over at the beginning. Right. Right. I've played MMOs before where you could actually say, forget I did all of these quests, set my quest flag to zero for the main scenario, and you'd have to play it all the way through all the way again. This sounds like basically you can like pick what you want to replay and go do it. And you mm -hmm. don't even have to finish that before you change. It sounded like to me anyway. Is that how you took it? Yeah. I. This is one that's still kind of odd to me. Like it's not anything that I would have asked for. But this was asked at the last Fan Fest. Can we get – it was at the Q&A. Can we get a new game plus? Can we get – so this is obviously something other people wanted and they thought this was – a really good idea. They did say you would be level 70 or whatever your max level was when you did it. Right. I forget what requirements were, were made for this. Usually when you get a new game plus, you have to beat a game in a solo player game to do that, a uh, single player game. So it, it makes sense that you would have certain requirements to do that and that you would be overpowered while doing it, although doing the same stuff at, the, at that normal level, whatever the level was. So you're just kind of trashing the mobs, running mm -hmm. through it. Uh, and it might be another good place for Blue Mage. There's a trend here within the next few slides. Uh, these the, the previous, this one, and when we get to talk about Blue Mage, is that – and even the, the logo, it's solo. There is a lot of solo yeah. 
yeah. happening here. That's not to say there's not going to be. A, and they did say that they were going to work on some stuff. That we're that that would be the most disappointing thing. Is this is like 5.0 is the solo expansion, solo patch. No. Ugh, that's not good for an MMO. But uh, what what we'll be talking about next will I think is going to help us with uh, group content and overworld. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm I'm interested to see what you know. And honestly, I would probably just use the new game plus a couple times to go redo a couple of those like f- the one where you like fight Raban and stuff. You know, I probably just like mm-hmm. or to go back and like take some screenshots or oh, I missed the text there and go back. That's what I would probably use it for. I don't think there's any benefit to doing new game plus other than fun, right? You're not gonna. Right. I, I would assume you're not gonna get any prizes for it. Right. No, they shouldn't incentivize it. It should. The incentive is getting to see the story again. So I'm assuming they just figured out a decent way to toggle the flags on and off, or or something. So I don't know. It'll. it'll I, I look forward to trying it. This next one, I probably will get some use out of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New system world visit. Now, mind you, they spent about 20 minutes, I felt, saying something that really, really simple. What you're going to do is you're going to log into the game and you're going to either go to the main Aetherite crystal in Gridania, Olda, or Limsa. And you're going to right click on it and you're going to say, take me to whatever another server on your data center is. Right. That's, that's, right. that's it. There's there's like four slides that talk about how to fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, half the you, live letter was about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it went a really long time in the live letter especially. So, And there's more details on that. We'll, we'll catch when we get to the live letter. But yeah, basically, so you can like do a map party and be like, let's all meet on Excalibur. Or if you want, you know, just want to go do... The problem is there's not a lot of overworld... This really only is good for overworld stuff. That's right? right. And its biggest failing was covered in the live letter. In my personal opinion, I can't go to eternal bond ceremonies using this. Not yet. Not yet. They did say they're going to work on that. But that that was like kind of like my boo-hiss moment. I'm like, this sounds great. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more because they talked about it more in the live letter. All right, they had some important announcements. This one we knew was coming, guys. End of support to 32-bit Windows. Upgrade, yo. Yep. Upgrade. Now, how old does your computer have to be to be using a 32-bit Windows system? In fact, <laughs> I'm asking you and I'm asking the listeners, is anybody really on this right now? Uh, and I'm and not. they and they weren't well, they warned us 2 years ago, right? They did. At the live letter at at FanFest, they're like, we're going to have to shut down this 32-bit. That was a slide two years ago, I think. The biggest meme of Final Fantasy XI is PS2 limitations. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. We do not want PS2 limitations. We no longer have PS3 limitations. And we sure as hell don't want 32-bit Windows limitations. Well, and they even said if you still use 32-bit they're not saying the game will not automatically run. They're saying you might experience more crashing, like bugginess, that kind of thing. So, you know, if you have to limp along until you can save up enough money to upgrade. But, um, wow. Upgrade. All right, this next one. I got to tell you, 
Ruby, I felt like this keynote had a lot of moments in it when people were like, huh. Oh, yes. I do want to comment about that too. And this was definitely one of those huh moments. Really quick though, being a part of the North America audience in the keynote and also in the live letter, there were moments of silence in the audience. Now this is North America. Crickets. The gears were turning in the people's heads, and Yoshida, I don't know if he knew how to translate that, but let me tell you as a North American player how to translate that. North American players are loud, rowdy, we want what we want, we gobble it up, and you put a feast on our plate, and we're going to eat it all. It's Thanksgiving's coming up, yo, we're going to eat all this shit and get fat, talk about it, and fart, and sneeze, and all that stuff. <laughs> and we're right? opinionated. Yeah, and We're we, opinionated, and, we're yes. loud, we're boisterous, and we tell you what we want. When we are quiet, that doesn't mean that we're mad. That doesn't mean we're upset because if we were, we would be shouting about it. What it means is you took us by surprise. We didn't – what? We this don't know how to happening. process that. And we're thinking yeah. about it. So Yoshida well, – since you're listening – thanks, Yoshida-san, for listening to our podcast. <laughs> the silence means good stuff. It means we're thinking about it. We're analyzing it. We're moving forward with it. Uh, so, so take – just take that – uh, for what it is, but when this was announced, the there were crickets. Yep. So we are we are getting they're adding uh, one new North American, I think, and one new European data center, and they're going to regroup the worlds. They have to lo- balance the load, right? It would not probably good be very good for them just to stick another data center out there and hope people transfer to it, right? So right. And I, I've seen other people pull the numbers from the unofficial census and stuff, and apparently the worlds they picked to go on the data centers, it's probably – it's reasonably balanced, right? We've had a lot of issues in the last few weeks with some you know, data centers going wonky, and, and I'm not talking the, the, the DDoS attacks. I'm talking it feels it – it maybe it's server load. They said they have to do this. It, it, it so, could very well be. And I know the data you were talking about, and it, it looks very even. We'll talk about that also in the live letter. Yeah. Uh, but it, it looks like they did a very good job of the balancing. It, it And it's sad. People are going to lose. and People are going to lose some of the community. People are going to lose some members of their community. Uh, there are some people I was, I've seen messaged since then that I kind of had hoped they would use as a this as a reason to come back into either our server or our data center and they're not so and that's okay that's okay sometimes you just have to keep touch in other ways and go out and find new people to play with so you know not not because you don't love them just that you have to you have to move on it's it's not easy though i know there are some communities that are upset and there are some people we personally know who raid across the data center and the servers are being pulled into different data centers. That's, that would, that would wreck my day, man. That would wreck my week. So yeah, it's a bad day. The world regrouping is painful, but uh, I don't know. I don't want to say any more about it. We are getting a new playable race. They wouldn't say it out loud, but it's got bunny ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they show here the pictures of uh, Yoshida's shirt, and it's uh, Bugs Bunny uh, near a motorcycle. So we are getting a Harley Davidson job um, <laughs> motorcyclist. That's what Sean said. Or Ulf said. Ulf said biker. We're getting biker. a biker job. 
right. Right. Class. Right. Biker job. Now, Vera, I am not up on that. I, I remember what, was it Fran? I remember what Fran looked like. Yeah. Right? I vaguely remember other few. Did they, they didn't really have, did you ever see males? They're going to have to come up with their own? No, there are males in Vieira lore, okay. but it's, it's not like, it's kind of one of those like the one dude bangs all the other Vieira, and so they're like. I think it's kind of like how um, uh, Mikote are. One of the Mikote tribes sense, is, you know, is like that. Yeah, something similar to that. I know we have at least two people who are super active in our link show, our free company. They're like, I am changing the minute it drops. So I'm. I know it's been a really long, a long requested, long wanted. Uh, a race, and I, I'm happy that it's out there for people. They they did go say Yoshi's like I'm not sure you're getting another race after yep. this. Yep. And I can't blame them. You know what? I I don't know what else. I still wish we had a more. I wish the Aura had been more beastly. But mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm like beating a dead horse into glue on that one. But so we get our bunny girls and boys. And there's going to be more information coming in February on the Paris show. Doesn't that seem sh- far away? February is a long ways away. Yeah. 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 And that was one of those moments when they, like, dropped the date of, like, the patches and stuff. And I'm like, but I'm bored now. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I shouldn't be bored. There's shit I want to do. All right. And then we have – this is the other box art, right? Amano. This is the, This one's the – collect. is this the collector's? Yeah. Box art. Look now. Look at it's this. Cool. This uh, this gives me Odin vibes. You know. Well, it's 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 your it's your Dark Knight, but which gives you yeah. I'm sure because he's on a, the horse with a horn on or whatever. Yeah. But look at this little look at this little child in the. Like, arms. I think it's just supposed to be a girl. You know. I don't know. So I don't know. so is this the same girl that's in with Than? I think so. I think there's I think there's going to be a young girl that's a character and she's important and hmm. yeah i don't know oh then we had a special guest no the live no the keynote ended at this point what are you talking about no, no she did close the, the keynote he did it, he, right? he said he said thank you goodbye i don't and remember the, now and then we all went home that was it <laughs> no what's his name he's the uh he's the the big guy at square enix the came CEO. out on stage CEO, he came out. He he cracked me up so hard. I don't know why. Matsuda. He came out. He came out with a with a cane and a blue cloak and a blue mask, mm. and just just totally dropped that we're getting blue mage. Wow. Yeah, I and mean, wow. it was just like I was stunned. I gotta tell you, completely stunned. I was taken I I jumped so hard the crown came off my head and it broke one of the tips off the crown. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm Are not really? joking. I'm serious. I had to super glue it when I got back home. I picked up the piece and I super glue it when I got back home. I jumped so hard. I am not one of these blue mage crazy people. All right. I was probably more crazy for red mage than I was for blue mage. Uh, we will talk more about blue mage uh, in the live letter here shortly, but. The fact that we got a job reveal at all, because I was going off of kind of the Stormblood stuff, like we were going to get, uh, you know, two jobs or whatever. Okay, let, let me let me let me do sidestep a bit. Thursday night, I'm walking through 
the Rio, and I see our good friend Cerizian of Sequence Break Radio fame. He's having a drink at the bar, and we talk for a minute, and he goes, Ruby, what do you need to see at this fan fest to keep you interested in this game? Because interest is waning across the board from different people. I listen to your podcast, and I kind of hear it sometimes. It's just not as fun to play. Dead Cells is playing, and we're playing Dragon Quest, but not as much 14. What's going to keep you invested? What do you have to hear here to get hyped up? I said a job reveal and some content, and I don't remember what else because I had a mm-hmm. few drinks at that point. But but a job reveal was one of them, and I wasn't quite sure we would get a full-on job reveal. Maybe just a hint from the shirt and some strong stuff. This blew me away. This is what I needed to really kind of get me set off. Now, what Blue Mage itself is interesting, and again, we'll talk about it shortly, but the fact that we are getting this job, this is a job that people have wanted so bad for so long, and the fact, in my humble opinion, that it's being done right mm-hmm. is good news for this game. Well, and it's not 5-0. This is not Mm-mm. a Shadowbringer's job. This is, we're getting this, this is early next year, what's the date? I can't remember. That We're getting this in four point. Yeah, what is it, early January five. when we get yeah, 4.5? Something yeah. like that. I don't remember now. We'll cover that with the live letter stuff. But yeah, we're, we're getting that now. Now, what's funny is whenever they were interviewed, remember when they did Ninja? And they're mm-hmm. like, man, it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, I, I in my head as a human, misremembering, or maybe it was translated that way, I had always thought they're never doing that again because it heard was so, so much work. Many people say that. I yeah. swear they said they would never do this again. Yeah, so at FanFest, Yoshi P said, we never said we wouldn't. We just said it was a lot of work. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that made it work for this one is, we'll talk about it in the live letter stuff, it's a limited job. So we'll cover that later. All right. And then, of course, they were so funny on stage. Yoshi P was just like, ah. Mm-mm-mm. We did get to see the trailer, too. They showed us the trailer here, which they showed it multiple, multiple, multiple times after after that. And the trailer is fantastic. Uh, we'll see slides of that here shortly. But, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so so Blue Mage is 4.5, the first limited job in Final Fantasy fourteen. Not connected with any class, which didn't surprise anyone. Monster actions are learned. Well, duh, it wouldn't be a Blue Mage otherwise. Blue only duty to be introduced. Level cap is set set at 50, which we were... Now, this is another one of those slides where North America sat there going, hmm. Oh, it got real quiet. It was the dead hype, quiet. The hype was so big when Matsuda came on stage and was wearing blue and we heard blue. But once they showed this, what, what made people quiet was the words limited job mm-hmm. and uh, level cap set at 50. I think those were the ones that people are like, what, I, what, what the what, fuck does that mean? What about for my end game group? What are we, what are we supposed to do? Da, How da, 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 da. do I raid with it? Exactly. Well, you'll find well, out. Well, they answered soon. most of those questions, I think, to most of our satisfaction, I think, in the live letters. So Correct. So what else happened that day? Um, they did the welcome ceremony. They introduced everybody. Um, they did a development panel uh, with the guy who 
did weapons for fame the ultimate fight i didn't well, i was standing in line for something else at this point we, we were, were standing, standing line in line for yojimbo for yojimbo yeah and uh, which i man i would have loved to go around again like we said in our shoot the shit i think we could have easily killed that thing off the next time uh yeah, the other, we, Bell Dandy was so funny. We're in line. We are seven of, or were we seven of eight? Seven of eight. Mm-hmm. We were seven of eight. We all kind of know, he knows what we all play. We, we, we know Cynic can play many things and Bell can play many things and I can play a couple things, but Bell knows I'm more comfortable with the white mage. He like went up and down the line and like was asking people as they joined the line. He was like, I need a scholar or an astrologer. Or an astrologian. And he's like up and down and up and down. We finally got this young woman who came and joined us and, and she, I, I don't think the healing was bad. Most no, of us she, were just standing in She healed in bad well. Shit. You healed well. In fact, yeah. everybody did well. It was hot bar EX. Let's be honest. It, that's, you know, fi- Ruby, you and I did the same thing. We sat down. Well, first of all, I sat down and started fixing my heart bar. And then, uh, Rayo, Rayoku was with us and he's like, this station doesn't have a um, controller. Now we have five minutes, so I wasn't going to try to figure out unplug a controller, make sure it cut, you know, whatever. So I'm like, just swap, just swap with me, just mm-hmm. swap. So we swap. So I had to start over. I, I'm like, had to find a white mage cane, put it on, make sure I got, the, or, you know, conjurer's arm put on, and then I started setting all of my abilities. And then I realized I don't have all my abilities. I didn't put on my fucking job stone. Yep. Guess what so happens when my... you put on the job stone? It gives you a whole different set of bars. Yep. I mean, I probably could have gone through and unchecked the share, whatever. But but then I'm like, okay, now I'm like, quick, 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 quick. And I'm at the end, so I'm the party leader. And the guy was pretty patient. He's like, all right, that's it. Party leader, queue up. And I like hemmed and hawed for like a minute. I had found Swiftcast, but I could not find Raze. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit. So I'm like, I need Swiftcast and Raze. So then, uh, so we like, finally, he's like, you got to go in. So I went in and like, people are like doing ready checks and I'm like still adding stuff to my bar as fast as I possibly could. And that's really what it was. So I have like, I have like sprint on my mouse. I have a, I have sprint on my bar, but it's keyed to a button on my mouse. My mouse has a, several buttons. And then one of the other buttons on my mouse, uh, emulates holding down control when you hold it down. So I can like do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the keyboard. And then I can hold down the mouse button and it's like control one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I didn't have any of this shit. I didn't have like, I have like, I use one macro. I don't have that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can even like sprint out of stuff because I'm like, Oh, I have to actually hit the physical button on the keyboard. Same. Totally yeah. the same. My my intro is, is similar to yours, but mine was the other healer only played controller. And she had oh. the controller, but we were trying to figure out where the toggle was to switch the hotbar from keyboard to controller. So we wasted about a minute doing that. Then I did the stuff with the hotbars and going, mm-hmm. oh, I need my job stone. Then when we went in... It's kind of hard to bring out Bahamut when you don't have it on your bar or it's kind of – and then mm-hmm. <clears throat> the fact that everything is all over the screen, wah, wah, wah. Uh, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I also believe uh, – I'm not 100% certain, but I think Reinhardt designed the stickers and uh, 
they they look fantastic. The st- the Yojimbo sticker looks fantastic. I beat Yojimbo. I never even saw it. Oh, it's great. I managed to grab one. Oh. <laughs> uh, but right. uh, someone send me some stickers. Someone send I Yelta get, a Yojimbo. I got a hug. Please. I got a Reinhardt hug. Is that the same? Actually, That's I had better. Two Reinhardt hugs. That's so. way better. All right, take it. <laughs> it was a fun fight. I look forward. I hope it actually because remember two years ago, Proto Ultimo isn't in the game. Right, and we right. did get it. So I wonder where they'll shove Jim in this game. Hmm. Jim I'm, and Greg, right? Jim and Greg. Spoiler alert. With Greg was there swords. too. Greg was somewhere on that, you know, getting out and in and standing Something. in circles. Oh, sh- okay. <laughs> I I really hope they do. I really they will. I I really hope they do. Put it the final thing. It's not going to be that hard. It bothered me so badly that they did not put the challenges in the trials in yeah. the Hildebrand. Now maybe because like, like last pa- or last um, expansion there was like three trials. Maybe mm-hmm. that was too much. So like one at the end that might be good. That would give us something to do too, right? It gives us those side characters that aren't necessarily primals, but they could be, but they're not because. Gilgamesh, he's not, but he, you know, and Yojimbo's the same way, and I can't off the top of my head think of another one that would be like that, but what a, what a nice way to introduce some of those old side Final Fantasy characters that mm-hmm. we all know and love, but we just don't know where quite where to put them in the game. Yeah, it's and, and apparently the Scholastic, I can't talk, the other side quests they tried didn't really work. I think people asked again. I think this was at the next thing. Let's move on. Between Two Ferns was mm-hmm. the next thing. Did you sit and watch that? I did. I, I watched the majority of this, and this was hilarious. There, oh there was, one, was so one highlight I had out of it, but there was a lot of good Q&A, and I don't have any of the slides in front mm-hmm. of me, so I can't remember any of the stuff. And this would take forever if we went through every slide anyway. But, you know, Koji and, Koji and Matt Bayonne were up there, and they were hilarious. And it was the same old shtick. They did a lot of the lore book. They talked a lot about the lore book. One of the hot uh, takes was Koji Fox apparently got tired of seeing Anonymous post the day after anything lore-wise came out and pointing out everything that was wrong. Mm. So he hired him. I thought that was amazing. I mean, how, how many years have we been like, well... In the anonymous post, it says, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, that's great. And then they had to tease how he had still missed a spelling or something. They but, pushed uh, him off stage. It yeah. Was no, it was good. And, and man, I'm, that's exciting to me that someone could be like, oh, well, you're already doing this job. So come do it for me. Yeah. So that was awesome. Um, so he covered a lot of the lore book. He covered... Uh, he did say the word tacos just kind of by itself. I just want to mention that. He did say, I like tacos. It was like apropos of nothing, but I like tacos. Hmm. So I'm hoping – this is for Millie. I hope – hope we heard the word tacos. No confirmation. Matt has assured us the taco message has reached the appropriate people. That's true. Yeah. And Thavnir is in the lore book, the second mm-hmm. lore book. Thavnir There's quite a lot tacos. of Thavnir stuff. In fact, oh, I God. think it's been so many years we should get at least two taco type dishes. I agree. Point. At this point. We Fuck, need a quesadilla or some shit. Yeah. Come on. So what was the other – oh, what else came up? Well, the, big, the <gasps> other big thing. 
<laughs> the, the other French. big thing that has spikes on top of spikes on top of spikes oh and some heavy armor and likes to eat lalafel and namazu oh is the Ruby. vegetarian. Oh my god, I was dying. I was I like I had to take my glasses off and was wiping my eyes through most of this next section because he has a fish he wants to create we want to have like the prime fish of that group for the fishing log but he wanted to let us design it and he wanted physical characteristics and some lore and blah 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 blah. I wanted to raise my hand when we were talking physical characteristics and I wanted to say well it's a woman clearly but I was too shy so the fish is still a man uh but this he was like you know, people would raise their hands and we would be like, what are its physical characteristics? And, you know, why is it the king of all, whatever that fish is and, and what does it eat and whatever. Right. And we, we just shouted all this stuff out and he's, he's like typing it all down. He's like, he's like actually doing it. Right. He's typing it all down and he's like, no, we're using this. He's like, I'm sending it tonight over to, I can't remember who he sends it to, but he's like, this is going to be in the game. So, so, and then the live letter, I think it was it the live letter. He came back and he's like, here you go. This is, and it was, it is so funny. And I honestly, couldn't believe it. I, I just was dying. Eats lalafels. I, which I, you know, should be mad about, but you know, <laughs> eh. everything eats lalafel, oh, right? Oh my goodness. Good. And this name is the vegetarian. The vegetarian. Oh my God. So I, I'm just, I had tears. I'm in fact I'm laughing again so hard I have tears. It was really really funny. And I love watching Michael Christopher Koji Fox. He just obviously adores his job, right? He he's yes. one of those people who must be doing what he loves, you know. And then, you know, as we talk we'll talk about later, a literal rock star on top of it. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just the fish. Someday that's going to be in the third lore book and we're just going to die again reading it. <laughs> oh, all right. So between two ferns, other than Matt can't, Matt is a fern murderer. I think Bayon. Yes. Yeah. It was good. It was really, really good. Uh, there was a costume contest. I don't know much except for the winner's axe broken. Got broke while he was cheering that he won. Yeah, he was... Is it Mag- Magini? Oh my gosh, his axe lit up, actually. Yeah, yeah oh, no, that, that, that one. Oh. In fact, I grabbed my husband and turned him around and I'm like, look, look at the Titan's axe. Oh yeah, so the, his, uh, there was a Sadu that was amazing. Ooh, Our yes. good friend Eva was a red mage and hers was spectacular. There was a lot of good cosplay. A mm-hmm. lot. Unfortunately, I don't know why I wasn't there. Oh, I think we had to quick eat before we also skipped the piano concert. <laughs> I heard, which I heard though was amazing. I heard Susan was absolutely fantastic. I heard that um Well the big <laughs> highlight was the automaton. Was <laughs> the uh playing of Yangsha's theme on the automaton and then Sokin himself playing himself as the automaton. I, I, wah, saw, wah, wah. I saw a tiny clip of that on YouTube. I have to go find out. Oh, I have to go find I'm sure somebody stole some. Because this was not streamed, right? The concert. Was the, this concert The concerts streamed? were the only things not streamed. Not broadcast. Correct. So 
I, I missed it. I missed it. But we had to be somewhere else. That's right. We were at Limit Break Radio's after party. Yelta and I were graciously invited by Limit Break Radio to their after party at the esports arena at the Luxor. Wow. Yelta, what a fun night that was. What a really fun night. It was crazy. Well, we hopped in a a taxi. Never rode a taxi before because apparently I'm a country bumpkin. But uh, we hopped in a taxi, went over there, and uh, the Lux are beautiful, by the way. I, I don't know. Esports Arena was really cool. There was a Fortnite uh, tournament going on that was, A, kind of fun to watch, but, B, a little bit annoying when we were trying to um, – they were supposed to wrap up earlier than they did. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of the problem. Right. But um, then uh, – the, and then LBR, uh, the, the, you know, they had a camera and everybody was streaming. People were shifting in and out, constantly talking. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't gone back to watch any of that. Well, yet. I tried. I looked today and I must have missed it or it hasn't posted or they're editing it or they deleted it because it was terrible. I don't know. But I couldn't find where our our spot was. Uh, Yelta and I did get to join at the last, I think, 10 minutes of the, of the broadcast. And we were joined by um, – Chili. We were joined by She Heals I Tank. tank. Uh, Mr. Happy and Sly. Sly was there. Yeah. It was a love fest at that last 10 minutes. Um, I think I got a couple words in. Yelta got got to talk about some stuff. So that was pretty neat. There was just a ton of people. And and Kooky, who was really running things behind the scenes, um, who runs things uh, for Limit Break Radio. Um, she did a nice little shout out. So listing people who were there. Of course, Aya was um, – there was a, a Street Fighter tournament. Uh, so Aya was their dancing fighter. Noriko Star, Kayoko Star, Blue Garter was there. We were there. Maelstrom Radio, Phoenix Down Radio, The Crucible, um, Spofy off of uh, Twitch, uh, Frosty TV, uh, She Heals I Tank, Mr. Happy, Sly Fox. Uh, Aetherite Radio, uh, Ethis Asher was there, Xenosis was there, and Musecast. Wow. Uh, full, and, and we had drinks with all of them because I think I had like 10 drinks. Holy <laughs> shit. It would, <laughs> well, we, was when wasted. we got there, there wasn't a ton of people yet. And so we basically set up at a table kind of right by the bar. And so later, like after the concert was, uh, over, People started flooding into the esports arena, and uh, people are just like filing by in the drinks line and just like Yelta, Ruby, giving hugs, and you know it was just that was so fun. <laughs> yeah, we were, but we were in the uh, VIP section, so we were upstairs where the uh, the bar was, and it was so so much fun. It's, they have a really neat setup there with the uh, yeah, the awesome. whole esports arena. It was very cool. Thank you, LBR, for inviting us. Thank yes. you for uh, making us a part of uh, this this fond farewell, and it was amazing. Thank you very much. It was a good. It was a really good time. And then, this is not Final Fantasy fourteen live letter or LBR after party. Then we like took the taxi back to the hotel, and then just proceeded to drink for what four more hours. Uh, so. yeah. If there was such a thing as closing down. Las Vegas, we would have closed it down because well, we they wouldn't. There. They wouldn't let Ulf buy any more drinks. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we closed it down. Holy well, shit! I I I didn't buy any drinks because I think I started picking up other people's drinks and started drinking them. Mm. 
maybe where I got the con crud. I had some great conversations. I got a, I got a chance to talk to Sonoma for a long time of Blue Garter. I was talking to uh, Chris of Work to Game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I got a chance to just hang out with a bunch of cool freaking people. And this was where, like, for me, the hype was really setting in because we just had come off the keynote and a great day of fun. I, I had I had a solid, solid buzz, and everybody was just, we got to do this, we got to do this, we oh, got to yeah. do that. It was. I a think love I agreed fest. to be on like to like do a whole nother podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I did the apology uh, tweet 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 earlier that night. Or later that night, where I'm like, I don't remember who I promised. I know she heals my tank because we were Avi, going to a, a yes. Avi and and my name, my I can see her face, but I can't remember what the other one is. Of Maelstrom Radio, is yeah, her? same. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and I talked um, forever. I had like Cerise across from me, and I told Ruby. By the way, Ruby, I'm telling you now on the air. I told him we were kidnapping him to guest on this show. He's coming. Yes, yeah. So, in fact, I think all of us have agreed to be on everybody else's shows already now. <laughs> so now, now we have to contact people. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, listeners, if you hear people on our show and we go on other people's shows. It's kind of turned. It was just like a fantastic little love fest. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So no, it was a, it was a really really good time. It's so much fun. But then we had to get up the next day because we had to go to the live letter. That was rough. At Thankfully, point, the live letter was at three. <laughs> well, you were you were way more fucked up than I was, I think. But uh, mm. so yeah, first though they had the Feast Regional Championships. I have no idea who won. I was still asleep. I don't know. Uh, they did do. We will positively look into it. They took uh, questions from the audience, and uh, we. we I should have taken notes, guys. They did a nice mix of what someone called Peach's question. <laughs> you know, stuff that doesn't really matter, right? So why are there no peaches in the game, right? There there were questions mm. that were like that. And then there were other questions like, why does the game... Why, why do we have bad internet because of poor routing and ISPs? Yeah. You know, and, and that was answered. We're looking into it. We continue to look into it. Really, all they can do is ask the ISPs to route better, you know, and to please post specific things. There was an interesting – there was an interesting thing that happened. There was a white mage question, mm-hmm. which I agreed with at, at the first part. They were, they were asking about white mage and why white mage was – not part of the meta now, and there's some identity issues, and are you going to fix it? And they brought up uh, Machinist, and Yoshida said, "I'm very sorry. We're gonna we're gonna fix some things." He said he he said in English a couple times during this whole thing, "I'm so sorry." I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That wasn't actually the weird part. The weird part was the guy, the guy trying to you? grab. Well, <laughs> the guy behind you is like, "There's nothing wrong with white mage. You just suck." <laughs> he, said, he said that. He was the one who also was complaining that people were asking Peach's questions. <laughs> that one was funny. Uh, but the guy that asked the question, I think, tried to grab the microphone again and was like mm. asking him about cooldowns, if we're going to fix this. And they were like, get him out of here. <laughs> I, yeah, I already was done. being very violent with the microphone or whatever. Maybe that was just a perception thing, but it's like – you're told specifically you get one question. Mm-hmm. You can't ask multiple questions. And then uh, a friend of ours, a, a listener, uh, what's up, come on, uh, asked about the uh, tank accessories. 
So that's oh, a that's another one that yeah. that came up that's been bounced, and they're looking into that too. So th- changes will be coming with the jobs in 5.0. You can better believe it. We'll, we'll get all of that. Yeah, there were there were several really good questions. Can't remember now, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll have to go find where someone else wrote them all down because I I do remember having mostly positive feelings about these questions. Sometimes you get a lot of those. When can I glamour my Iggy? Or uh-huh. we, we there were a few questions that are asked pretty much all the time, but you know they're they're not they're not pre vetted questions, so they just let people ask. So I thought it was good. I thought they uh, people. People asked decent questions for the most part, and I thought we got satisfactory answers back for the most part. So, all right, then there was the live letter, letter from the producer live part, was it 47 or something? Mm -hmm. All right, so let's see. It was Yoshi P, Foxconn was there, translator, I don't remember who else was up there. And Amy. She was translating for Yoshida, but Foxclon himself was he, – he made a joke. He said, usually I'm the guy that's up here going, mm-hmm, yep, uh-huh, yes. And uh, he was actually doing not only translation work, but he was uh, emceeing it where this mm-hmm. would usually be like Bayonne's plays or, or something. This, so this was really neat to see uh, Foxclon uh, wield his English-speaking skills and uh, – be a major part here, which was appreciated. Foxconn's awesome. I just have to say that Ami doesn't know how much we love her. She's so funny because whenever great. like we clap when they introduce her and we go crazy, I don't, I don't, I don't. Maybe most MMOs the players don't understand and respect all the support staff, and we understand that we wouldn't know anything if they didn't tell it to us. You know, we wouldn't have anything. So they do very important work. And uh, even when she has trouble, you know, she does a really nice job. Well, Amy's cool because, like, it it seems like even when she has trouble with the translations, she's very polite about it. But she's funny. And I feel like she adds almost like a little bit of her own spin, which says, I know they're probably not supposed to, but I feel like there's a little bit of her her own self Mm. that kind of comes through. And she seems she gets animated and uh, I think she's another person who loves what she does and, and is growing into it. And uh, I think she's fantastic. I there, was, there have been some people who have like really bad-mouthed her because she doesn't know every single term in both languages of oh, everything Lord. in the entire game. Try to like, do her job, please. I'm like, guys, I don't even remember all the time what all my white mage abilities are. I mean, yeah. named you speak English or whatever. Natively. And I speak decent English. Okay. All right. Patch 4.5, that's what this baby's about. A Requiem for Heroes. Mm, interesting title. Mm-hmm. Very dark title. Mm-hmm. Requiem, you know, usually not a super positive, yeah. happy, joyful word. Oh, that that reminds me, Yelta. One yeah. thing that was mentioned was uh, Prelude and Violet. I don't know if it's mentioned in this or oh, if yeah, it was yeah. in the Q&A. But Prelude and Violet, patch 4.4, was actually a hint of Blue Mage because we went from Crimson and between crimson and blue is purple, and that's mm. the prelude and violet. Well, and I think I leaned over to you when they were in, when they said that, and I'm like, see, I was really confused about the patch title. Most of them, I have have made sense to me, and I'm like, maybe it's because Stormblood is red and Heavensward is blue because the mm-hmm. name in in, in 
in Japanese is like azure something skies or something. But I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense. So that made more sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Requiem for Heroes Part 1 is early January 2019 and Part 2 is late March 2019. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they showed us some screenshots. I cannot remember his name. Maxima. He's Maxima. And that's Alice, right? Yeah, that is Alice. not Alphano with him. So where is Maxima? And where is Alphano? Uh-huh. Yeah. I I thought we would deal with that, but apparently they're stretching it out a little more. I kind of figured we'd already know more about what Alphano was now, but apparently they're saving that. And then we have the first Garlean Emperor, mm. who's an Asian. Mm-hmm. Which was surprising, so that he uh, he apparently has more screen time is what I think they told us. Lots more, yes. So, four point five features a new side story quests the four lords finale, even further Hildebrand adventures. Now at this point it was so funny because he like announced the four lords finale and we're like yay, and then he said even further Hildebrand adventures and we went fucking nuts. Yes. We're like, woo! And he's like, he even like said something, right? About like, yeah. wow, I didn't realize it was so popular. Yeah, Hilda, they were like, Hildebrand's more popular than Four Lords? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, they showed us pictures of Tenzin and uh, Genbu. He's adorable. I like that the more powerful they are, the cuter they get. Yeah. I don't know why, but that tickles me because I've been playing Pokemon and my Pokemon get stronger and they get uglier. Yep. I'm just all I'm going to say. All right, 4.5 features, new job added, a blue mage. With that comes new job quests. And the blue mage is getting its own exclusive content, the Mass Carnival. So, which uh, they explained a little bit about, I think, later on here. Yeah. So, we are getting new instance dungeons, the Gimlet Dark, mm. which looks like something out of that cutscene. Oh, is yeah. this the Belser's wall of this patch? I think so. I mean, I think it's a prelude to a fight with Xenos, and I think this is the decision point, right? So in the trailer we see the Warrior of Light slice through Xenos, and the sky opens up. It kind of changes mm. everything. And that's this area, and I think that's that decision point where we go light or dark because if we kill – this is my personal opinion. If we kill the White Assian, if in some way we destroy Lydibus, I think we, we destroy that balance in some way or at least the messenger of balance. And it, it, is, not, it is not a good road that we go down once the White Assian is, is taken out, and that's who's, that's who's embodying Xenos right now. So this is going to be an interesting take to see – how they put that in there and where that decision point is and what that decision point is at all. So I, I expect this to be the oh shit moment, the, you know, Sultana's poisoned moment, that kind of thing. Yep. That's, I kind of think that's going to be around here. All right, 4.5 features. We're getting the new Alliance raid. None of us are surprised. We're returned to Avilus, the Orbon Monastery. Yep. Yep. And they showed us a new piece of gear mm-hmm. or new gear set and that was well they thought he was going to be in the game Balthier <laughs> and they originally wanted Balthier to be put into the game they they designed Balthier to be in the game and couldn't do it 
Couldn't, couldn't make it Story, happen. Storyline shifted around it too changed much. changed everything. So they kept the gear in the game, but they did say somebody would make an appearance in the game. And, of course, the entire arena screamed, Said Fran. Fran. Yeah. yeah. And Yoshida put his fingers in his ears and we went on with the live letter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know they have to show us a VR now. That's right. 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 Yep. They showed us an all raw when, well, kind of early, honestly. With uh, her name's escaping me right this moment. Yugiri. Yeah. So. All right. They also showed us the mount we will get if we farm up all of our doggos. And Time it's to farm. terrifying. Nine I want tails. it, but it's terrifying in this picture. So. I do. I have to. I have to get back. I only have like two or three of the dogs. I don't. I have to get oh, back. Oh, yeah. In there. I got to get to work. Well, even some of the fights I know, I have to go back in there because, like, Tsukiyomi, I, I know that fight. I've done it tons. Just the drop weight rate was so low. And if a whistle did drop, I don't think I ever saw a whistle drop in there yet, actually. So, oh, well. Uh, and then they showed us a picture of the Oban Monastery. Monastery so. Yeah. You know, my recollection of um, Tactics, which wasn't too long ago that I replayed it, is that the monastery would honestly be just this tiny little building in the bottom left. Orban Monastery was not very big in the game, but uh, there's a large thing. And they even said, is this whole thing the monastery or just a portion of it? So we'll yeah, they're kind of being mysterious about it. So I'm assuming the monastery is just part of that because uh, that looks like a city, right? Right, or they rebuilt yeah. a giant thing on top of the old one. You know, that's kind of what we just dealt with was a city built on top of an ancient mm-hmm. city, you know. All right, 4.5 features, new trials, Seru, the Wreath of Snakes, and the Extreme Version. So, yay, we knew that was coming up. And it's on a platform with railing. And you know what happens with railings. Uh, they break. They fall off. Honestly, I thought this arena looked beautiful. Now, we give this game a lot of shit between we have a square platform or we have a round platform. But what are you going to do? Yeah. So, especially with a solo boss fight. All right. 4.5 features. We are getting the final Eureka level. Hi, hi, Dados. I don't know how to say that, but it's water related, and the screenshot is fucking amazing. I love it. Now the screenshot's fucking amazing, and Eureka has uh, honestly given us some of the some really really gorgeous scenery in all of the different, you know, the other three Eureka zones. But what made me the most excited is they talked about there's some sort of new system they have not but done before. I think they were talking open world dungeon. Mm. I think they're I they're like there's going to be something I don't I don't remember anymore now but something you can do that it's different than the rest of the the thing. Do we get to go to the castle in the middle? Is it going to be an open? I'm calling open world dungeon of some sort, but you know that would be kind of cool. Something that you had to actually work your way through, and I think they kind of. I might be misremembering, but I thought it was like it, it's something very MMO like. He some piece of content here. He said it's more like an old school MMO thing that they really haven't done in Final Fantasy fourteen. And I, you know, 
This is all fantastic. Eureka has always been a, a testing ground. We've seen it that way. Some tests have been good. Some tests not so much. But I think it's moving in the right direction now. So, but it's beautiful. This from the from the left to the right, we have you know beautiful like uh, pools of rainbowy liquid, like lots of uh, copper and other something is what I see, and a lot of like. Are these like jets of water shooting up? And then on the right, it's like this marshy land. So I, I really felt like in uh, the Eureka we just got now, the Phyros, mm-hmm. uh, there's not really that much fire in it. It's really very icy. There's like one section that's fiery. But uh, yeah, I wonder if this is where we're seeing the lightning come from, too. I think so. Yeah. So I look forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm gonna. My plan tomorrow, honestly, is to go and do Eureka all day. My, that <laughs> might be really my like Thanksgiving. Yeah. That might be your Thanksgiving. I'm thinking of calling in sick for Thanksgiving. I hope not, my family's not listening. <laughs> all right, 4.5 features continued PvP updates. Rival wings will be updated, and we will get the hidden gorge. And they showed yeah. a screenshot of that. And the only thing I know about it is someone who whispered behind me to his friend, hey, that looks much more balanced. I heard that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I did I... squee a bit about the train. There's a goblin train that comes plowing through the middle of it and apparently will kill you if you stand in front of it. All right. We're also getting gold saucer updates. Now, somewhere earlier, they said something about adding two things to the gold saucer. Yep. They said two things, but this one talks about one of them. The gold saucer is getting new content added, new gate added, Air Force One. We're apparently going to be like on a track, like a roller coaster, shooting things as you go. So that could be fun. That could be fun and interesting. We need a new gate. I don't know why we don't have... Is it snowboarding? What's the one of yeah, it? Blitzball. Snowboarding. Well, I think Blitzball is going to be the new content. I was talking to, oh. to Klaus about that because it's supposed to be big new content, and that could very well be the Blitzball stuff. But that's well, that's remains to be seen. Oh, that reminds me. One of the questions on the look forward to it. Uh, somebody asked about the haunted house we get at uh, Halloween, and could they just add a haunted house like that into? The gold saucer, and they're like, uh, for reasons, data yeah. or instant servers or whatever, they don't want to. I leaned over to my husband and I said, but you know what? I like doing it because it's once a year. Sure. I said, if it was a gate or some sort of, I wouldn't do, I don't do, I, I wouldn't think go do it reason. every week. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it every week. I, I really like the... I really like the uh, Valentine's Day one last year where you basically had to like run this whole like obstacle course but stay close enough to your significant other to get points, right? I really liked that. But I probably wouldn't log in and do it if it was every day. All right, 4.5. That's that, oh, by the way, we're getting the world visit system in 4.5. And this is where they went on for about 20 minutes with – Okay, so there's one slide, two, three, four. There's like three slides trying to illustrate how you can go from your world to another world. And 
and then, you know, you can play, you know, on uh, that other world for a while or whatever. So it, it, it might have been, it might have been much, a bit much. Uh, there are some restrictions. This, we got, we got quiet again here, didn't oh, we? Oh, yeah, big time. But everybody needed to know what these restrictions were. And this was very important that we understood what the restrictions, because honestly, the question on everybody's mind was the markets. I think that was the mm-hmm. biggest thing. What the hell is going to happen to the markets? And the quick and dirty is you can't sell, but you can buy. And this is right. going, <coughs> excuse me, this is going to create equilibrium amongst the data centers slowly uh, without crashing individual markets during that process. So I can't come – if Yelta and I were on different servers, I couldn't come to Yelta server and buy uh, buy up a bunch – or bring a bunch of stuff from my server and sell it there and try to, try to make a profit. However, I could buy things on her server that were cheap and try to sell them high on my server. But so is everybody else. They're going to say, oh, I, mm-hmm. I want to buy it from another server that's cheap. And it's going to slowly bring equilibrium – to to those uh, to those markets across a data center, and it's going to screw up some crafting and gathering folks for a little bit. Especially if you are working a certain market, uh, it's going to be a little more difficult to work that market. Uh, but you also can move along, and if you wanted to buy the cheaper ones and try to resell them high, you you could do that on your home world. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think equilibrium is what will end up happening. Well, well, they, they physically like were like – you put their hands up and they're like, we're really hoping that this like kind of brings down and evens out some of the prices. Right. I think that was intended. Now, I people who have found a niche and they're like making a ton of money are not going to like it. But maybe I don't know. Maybe – they were char- I don't know. Maybe they're charging too much to begin with, or everybody's going to be selling it. You're going to find new markets, and then all of a sudden, what you were selling is rare again because everybody else has moved on. And then you just have to be more careful. Right. It's going to have to. I don't know. You might have to teleport around and check prices. I don't know. It, it's interesting. I think I think it's much better than not being able to buy. I was like worried I wouldn't be able to go somewhere and buy some food if I was going to go raid and I have to go transfer back over or whatever. But uh, I do like that I can't just do a pull up a bunch of cheap stuff and like go to four other servers and try to sell it. But right. I can bring I could I could bring the price down on my server if I wanted to and kind of hope people noticed. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens and I'm sure I'm sure they're going to be watching too. But I think they were kind of. I think they're kind of going for the least disastrous way to kind of bring prices in line. Sure, I, I can agree with that. All right. So the world visit system notable restrictions part one of three players can progress through quests and instance duties on the world of their choice. Be advised that certain features are not available when visiting a different world. So I I could just like run around and play on another server all I wanted. It sounds like. Uh, so the notable restrictions, retainers cannot be hired or summoned. Items cannot be put up for sale. Estate plots and apartments cannot be purchased. The housing areas themselves are accessible. Most free company features cannot be accessed. I was okay with, especially when I heard that chat is available. I don't want to be fucking off on some other server and completely separated from my free company. I mean, right. I don't have to like tr- be like watching Discord f- if somebody wants to like run some content. I can come back and run it with them then. 
Link shells are not available. But cross-world link shells are unaffected. So Okay. Yeah, it's... My link shells aren't super chatty anyway. I, I, this worries me a little bit about making, like, what chatter I do get going on some of them. Dead, but we'll see what happens. All right. This is the one that hurts me. I said it earlier. Eternal bonding ceremonies cannot be scheduled or attended for now. Because they actually came back and said some of these restrictions are technical restrictions they're trying to work their way through, right? A Moogle delivery service cannot be accessed. Uh, They said you could check. Did they say you could check letters you already had? Yeah. Yeah, but you can't, like, I don't know. So I think that one might be, I think that one's a technical one, too. Now, the next three, they said, were balancing issues. They didn't, they purposely didn't want this to happen. Unspoiled and legendary gathering points cannot be utilized. At first I was like, what do you mean? Why would this be a problem? And then I realized if you've got a two-hour Eorzea window, I could, like, gather the same thing on four different servers. Yeah. Right? In that window. If, If something was selling really high, I could just focus on that all day and gather it all up. So I get it. I get it. And if I, you know. Uh, tickets for the jumbo cack pot you can't purchase on all the different servers. That makes sense to me. Uh, Lord of Reminion and Triple Triad tournaments cannot be entered. That made sense to me. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I'm I'm good with all of these features. I think all of it. I think this is this helped the quietness of the of everyone when we were like, how is this going to work and, and yeah. why? It would be you have to make sure though that you like get. Your f- whatever you need off your retainers before you start jumping worlds, though. But if it's as easy as teleporting to Gridania, right-clicking, and teleporting back to my own world and picking it up, that's probably not the end of the world. And, and they did say once you did this, you you don't have to go back to your world. Like when you log off and stuff, it doesn't boot you back. You stay on that world so they they want you to play on other worlds. This isn't just a temporary thing. You can go and you can do normal stuff with normal people uh, by going to another world. There's there's they said there's far fewer restrictions than there are things you can do. So that's why mm-hmm. they want to talk about the restrictions because it's more like you can only not do a very few things. Most everything else you can do. Right, right. No, it's interesting, and I'm and I'm hoping the ones that are. technological things that they can figure out. That'd be great. All right. Data center expansion. North American is getting a crystal data center. The European data center is getting light. And the, Mm. they, they give us a slide that will show what worlds will be distributed across the data centers. And this, this caused some people some pain. Right, yeah. you know this. This is like there are people who are currently on Primal, and they're getting split up with people they know on other servers. Yeah, it's kind of gross. So it's kind of gross, but it's kind of one of those necessary evils, though. I, it's awful and terrible, but in the end, I think it's going to be for the the good, the good of all of us. I don't know. I, I hate to, I hate to be like that. And, and to be perfectly honest, the greater good would be perfectly honest. I understand that it hurts some people, but I, I will admit it. 
it probably doesn't affect me that much. I don't know. I'm, I'm, unless I'm misremembering what servers some people I know are on. But well, Yeah, some have admitted it. I even think MizTech is going to yeah. be affected by this. Yeah, it's uh, any, anything that tears you apart from the um, communities you've built up and the friends you've made that is is not a good thing. And they, you know, they said they're very sorry, but uh, you know, it's they have well, to do something. There's too many is, people. This is a door to mega servers. I, I think mm-hmm. this is this is a this is a bridging the gap till we eventually get uh, mega mega servers over data centers and. Uh, again, it's a necessary evil. They did manage to align up the the RP servers, and uh, again with the balancing of the numbers, you know they threw Balmung on Crystal, but then they also threw all the low pop servers on Crystal too to balance that mm-hmm. out. So think about it: if you're on Balmung and you can't get a house, why the hell not move your character? And we'll talk about some perks too here shortly. Mm-hmm. Why not move a character to Zalera, and then? Go visit your buddies on Balmung. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways you can play this and, and make it work for you. Yeah, and, and they are going to do some things for us. Uh, that's uh, another slide here. Providing relief to players affected by world redistribution. Hello. Uh, they've uh, scheduled the redistribution to be carried out over a two-week period, during which all characters from worlds within affected data centers, which is all of them, right? All of the data centers are affected for this, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess if you're really being moved, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But uh, so you get to have free world transfers. And it sounds like you can transfer a couple times as long as you wait for the cooldown. So like if you transfer somewhere, but you misunderstood where your larger group is going, you can transfer again, it sounded like. So you're going to get free world transfers. You're also going to get, uh, they're going to remove the cap on maximum gill so you can take your money with you. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Uh, if you own an estate, you will be re- reimbursed the entire 100% of the original purchasing price of the plot. You'll also receive 3 million gill as compensation for furnishings lost in the process. Which I thought wow. was quite generous. Yes. Uh, if you own an apartment, so you'll be reimbursed the original purchasing price of a half a million gal. Those players will also receive an addition ha- additional half a million gal as compensation. Uh, I had a question about: Is there, you know, you have a estate, you have apartments. What if you have a free company room? Hmm. Right, because that costs money, and you could have decorated it. But maybe that I don't know. Maybe that's supposed to be doled out of that three million gill by free company leaders. I don't know. So they're they're trying to make it as painless as possible. They they totally. I think they totally understand that it, this is going to be painful for people and housing is only you know housing is one they can throw gill at us to make us happy but and free free uh world transfers should help ease the pain but i could see people being torn between why well, play with you know two groups of people that are on the same server and now they're maybe going to different data centers what do i do it's gonna be hard 
All right. And I'm sure, I'm sure more details will come out, uh, on this probably. All right. The new job is blue mage. The mage is blue. So the job will be classic blue mage. You're going to learn your abilities from enemies and wield them against their foes as blue magic. So this is the first limited job in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, one of the things they mentioned when they're like, this is our first limited job there. They actually said other limited jobs. This might pave the way for things like beast master. They said puppet master. Yeah. They dropped some names. They dropped, they literally, they're like, you know, for instance, you know, they, they didn't promise us we're getting puppet master. But my first thought, even before they said that, I'm like, okay, so this is really designed to do solo because honestly, it's kind of broken otherwise. Right. So my my first thought was Beastmaster, Beast Tamer of some sort, because it's like that's like the eleven job where you would just like solo slowly and you know. So no base class starts at level one, which people were like, huh, and I'm like, but that makes perfect perfect sense honestly because you're going to have i'm sure they'll probably give you like an ability or something or maybe just hit things with your cane until you start learning stuff so uh then the level cap is 50 unreleased was also this is another one of those slides where we were really really quiet in the audience because we're like trying to wrap our head around exactly what they meant and how what this meant to us to play it right so level cap is 50 they're going to raise it in the future and then uh so so level cap of 50 seems really low but since it's like a solo job i guess mm -hmm. it's, it's i don't know and we're going to get job quests uh it's going to use ranged magic dps gear and roll actions okay so it's a ranged magic DPS. All right. Well, somebody behind us at this point was like, we don't really need another magic class. And I'm like, guys, maybe they should have rolled up Beastmaster first. I don't know. Yeah, I think they had to go with the hype. Mm -hmm. That people wanted Blue Mage. They got Blue Mage. Uh, unlocked requirements. Uh, you have to have a current Disciple of War magic level 50. Made sense to me. You had to have finished the 2.0 main scenario quests. You don't even need to have any expansions. That's great. Yeah, so that, that, that was pretty cool. It's the first limited job in Final Fantasy XIV, designed for solo play, not suited for parties. Again, we were all fucking dead silent for, through yep. most of these slides. What does this mean, not suited for parties? Yeah. So blue mages can learn abilities while in parties. And in fact, in discussion, they're like, you're going to have to learn stuff from Shiva. So you're probably going to want to, you know, join up with other people who want to learn it too. And like maybe switching it out of jobs until everyone learns what they need to learn from Shiva. Uh, so blue mages can learn abilities in parties. The max... Mass Carnival can only be accessed by solo blue mages. So mm -hmm. that's a solo piece of content. Sounded, sounded like a monster rush kind of mob rush. Yeah. All right. Let's see. So this one gets a little confusing. Participating in instance duties. 
blue mages are dependent on their abilities learned, right? So, and they gave some examples on how if you had like a party finder up and you were going to like accept blue mages, you get them into your party and you'd be like, well, do you have this and this and this? And the blue mage might not have those abilities because they talk about, you know, blue mage progression a little later on being kind of random, right? You have to fight a monster that uses an ability and you have a chance of learning it. So it's not like, I thought of 11 because in 11, I like could join a party as a white mage, but I might not even have learned a race, even though I'm high enough level to have it, Mm -hmm. that get you kicked out of a party. Yep. So that's, I think what they're trying to avoid here. So they cannot, uh, they have inaccessible duties. They cannot join duties requiring matchmaking. They cannot do duty roulette. They cannot do PVP. They cannot do deep dungeon. Other duties not listed may not may also not be accessible. So Blue Mage progression. They are gonna do the best. Defeating enemies in public areas. The open world is your friend, killing monsters in the open world. And they even said because duty roulette is not available as a leveling option compared to other jobs, blue mages are gonna gain more experience upon defeating enemies in public areas. So that's good. Uh, You can also progress by forming parties and undertaking instance duties. Those are still not going to be that great. Duty roulettes is a no. So that's interesting. Uh, The mass carnival, upon obtaining level 50, you can use many abilities you've learned to undertake unique challenges in the Blue Mage exclusive arena. You must employ abilities which exploit the weaknesses of the enemies you face. This sounds very much like an elemental wheel kind of thing going on. Yeah, I think it sounds very similar to that, but I think it's it's done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's more true to the blue mage job, even though they could have totally taken a mage and just like had it learn, you know, thousand needles when you hit twenty five, right? They could have done that, but it would have been like, huh. I think this is more honest to the spirit of the job, right. even if it's solo. Agreed. All right, so you learn abilities by defeating enemies. After witnessing them performing certain techniques, you may rarely learn a new ability. We don't know what rarely means. You also don't have to stand in the AOE they made very clear. You did not actually have to hit get hit by bad breath. You just had to see the monster use it. And defeat the enemy. And you had to also defeat the enemy, yeah. All right, blue magic, unique abilities gained through combat as quest rewards and via other means, not by just increasing in level. It uses MP to use them. More powerful abilities can consume more MP. Upon release, there are 49 unique abilities, and you can only slot 24 at a time. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the next slide was... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, I want to give... Go, I want to give... My 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 full recap quickly right. on what, what I think Blue Mage is. <clears throat> I'm happy with what they've done here. I think Blue Mage is a it's a it's a mini game job. <laughs> We're looking for another type of content. And they gave it to us in the form of a job. Blue Mage is a mini job. It's a it's a mini game job. And I'm not a, very keen on the calling it limited job, but if you called it minigame job, everybody would freak. 
But that's really it. You're leveling from 1 to 50. So that in itself is part of the game. It's done in the open world, which is going to make the open world lively. Once you have gotten to 50 with with a few abilities, you're going to want to join friends or solo and collect them all, Pokemon, and really, you know, play that new mini game by using the book that has some hints. It doesn't tell you exactly where to go. It hints to you where you need to go so you can find the right enemy and you can work with others to figure out where that's going to be. And then once you feel comfortable, you take it to the arena, which is going to have, I think they said there was going to be 25 different challenges and each have like three tiers to it or three fights back to back. That will have the, like we were talking about, elemental weaknesses and, and such. So then you've got an end game content for this one job. You have a leveling, the the mini game of getting all the abilities, and then end game content. It's it's a mini game job. I don't know what else to mm-hmm. say about it. it. But but it but is this not what we've been asking for in one way or another? It, it, we've been asking for some other type of content that's going to be more fun for the open world and things. I think this is really them trying. I think this is really them doing something out of the park. And and also, this is true to Blue Mage. Would you feel comfortable leveling a blue mage and at every 10 levels it got 1,000 needles, it mm, got white we wind, would, it we got would something? Whine so we hard. would have said they just reskinned some shit. They, they, they're doing it to us again. 5.0 is a reskin. They're just bringing new jobs and we're doing the same stuff. So a lot of people are bitching about blue mage. But there's also a lot of people that are going, this is exactly what we've been asking for, and it's true to the job. Mm -hmm. Let's go with it. Let's see what happens. And that doesn't mean that Blue Mage isn't going to be viable for stuff later on as we – because they're going to unlock it for us and let us do more and more as it goes. I mean think about you know, if they they allow us to use stuff in – let's say in 5.5 or or every other patch or something, they say, yeah, you can take your Blue Mage into some high-end content now or whatever else. Well, then we can finally go in and trash some stuff. Think if you could use Magic Missile and White Wind and Mighty Guard and stuff on mm. for for your team and these. So there's there's a lot of cool things with this that we can't even sit here and speculate every direction that this could go. It, it this could be very very interesting. I I think it could be fun. I I was initially very very and I still am a little bit hung up on the. Another piece of solo content uh-huh. in an MMO. Uh, I was happy to, when they talked about, you know, you may have to work with your friends, your community, and, you know, go into content. You're level 50. You can't kill Shiva on her own. You know, and it's that kind of thing. It's like, you may have to work with your community. I also heard someone literally complaining about... Well, I don't want to have to grind up 49 abilities. And I'm like, you're missing the point. People who want to play Blue Mage, that's what they want to check all the boxes. They want to fill all the slots in the spell book. They want to go out and grind. I, To me, that's the part that excites me about Blue Mage. I have 49 things and I want to work my way through them. And maybe, you know, maybe it'll make sense to grind them in a certain order because, you know, Mob one is weak to, you know, the thing that mob three would give me. So if I kill mob three first and learn its abilities, I can go and, 
you know, there there could be ways of like min maxing filling out the spell book and filling out the spell book is the job, guys. Filling out the spell book is the job and then, you know, working your way through the 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 blue mage only content. That's what it is. If you don't want to grind up all those abilities, that I don't think blue mage is for you then. So, I don't know. I'm 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 intrigued. I'm not sure what I think 100%, but I'm I'm intrigued to see what it is and I will definitely play it because that, you know, honestly learning all the abilities sounds fun to me. All right, then we have two more fan fests. We have one in Paris that's not till February 2nd. And then the third one is in Tokyo, Japan in the March 23rd. So I'm sure we will find out much more exciting, happy stuff. We did get our fan festival in-game items. I did get my mount and my minion. I haven't summoned my minion at that. My husband is in love with the mount. He loves, he's a biker in real life. So uh, to, to have like this, this motorcycle in game, he was just like, he was like, he wanted to like go do a photo shoot when we get home today, but we didn't have time. It's, it's nice looking and the music on it is cool. He had me uh, put on my headphones so I could hear him, him ride around on it. It's cool. I like it. It flies. (laughs) I like, and this is such a tiny, stupid thing, but I like when you come to a full stop your character puts his foot down yes. and leans the bike over. Like like real, like you really do when you're riding a bike. Yeah. You know? So it's, 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 it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, and then there was buy our stuff. Uh, the Primal Zep Tour 2018. There's a Blu-ray disc. Looks intriguing. I may have to look into that. We love the Primals. Yes, we do. Uh, the second volume of the Encyclopedia Eorzea is out. On sale Oh, oh, oh here's what they did. <laughs> and then he told us about the vegetarian. Yeah. We, we should read this quick. The vegetarian, covered in both bone-hard scales and countless deadly spikes, spikes which, upon close inspection, appear to be covered in spikes of their own, this slightly bioluminescent specimen is a king among... And Lord of the Waters near Hell's Lid. And then they blanked it out. The next line. Uh, Shop selling price, blah, blah, blah. That's blanked out. And then the vegetarian in the fish guide is, Fisher legend has that there was once a mighty who, unsatisfied with a diet of Namazu, is said to have set its sights on a plumper prey, namely a portly lalafell regent with a penchant for skinny dipping. However, the fish quickly learned the limits of its mosgape and crestfallen abandoned the king. A crown-shaped scar on its upper lip its only prize, but rather than sulk, this beast from the deep spent the rest of its life devouring creatures far larger than it and now, 5,000 summers later. (laughs) That was the whole we talked about evolution when we were yelling it out. 5,000 summers later, the descendant of that legendary pioneer polished off plainsfolk like they were popados, proving once and for all, life truly does find a way. (laughs) (laughs) So you had to throw that Jurassic Park in in there, too. Oh, my God. This whole thing, I was losing my fucking mind. It was amazing. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Wow. 
Wow. All right, then the Primal's live in concert. Y'all saw on Twitter. It was a fucking amazing show. It was really good. Standing room only. Yes. And we just, we we just, we, it was good. They played and Oblivion. They played Oblivion. Susan sang it beautifully. Oh, yes. It was so good. I really liked that. They played, uh, I don't remember the name of the Brute song. Oh, no. Yeah, they played all the Alexander. When they played Brute Justice, they played, um... What's the one, the final Alexander fight? I love that one with the time stop. Oh, I love Rise. That song so, Rise. I love that song so much. And then they played the Biako song and Yoshi P on stage with the uh, traditional kimono they had made with uh, Biako painted he on sang. it. He sang. It was amazing. He sang. He sang. It was so funny. He's like, I didn't want to do this. So can we do it? I don't know, and Koji Fox and just everybody. They're just they just were they did a really good job. I was so done by that point in the night though. Ulf and I got there and we couldn't find chairs and our feet were already dead and we're just standing there just dying. Oh. But, but we yeah, had we to stood see in the, the hall. We had the yeah. baby. So we you know, we had here earmuffs for the baby, a, a special headset that it was a noise canceling headset for the baby and uh we stood out in the hall which actually was beneficial two things happened one i was able to see some weird stuff i, I mentioned earlier there was the, uh, there was uh, an unfortunate incident where somebody was taken out because he he had an accident or something happened but there was also security staff was looking for somebody with a flashlight and this was outside of the other event i talked to two other guys that said a, a guy dressed all in black had been escorted out and it was kind of a nervous kind of thing, but it actually makes me feel good that the security was tight at that because, God forbid, God's forfend, something uh, were to happen because that the, probably everybody was at the Primals concert. Like mm-hmm. everybody was at the Primals concert. So I was glad for that. And I was also glad because I was standing in the hallway. I got to see people come in and out. And I think that was like the, the one of the biggest parts where I, I was able to interact with people I hadn't had a chance to interact with. Uh, the entire time, I, I got to see uh, Scarlet. He came out. I, I got to meet uh, Zenesis. He blessed my child, who will be a great warrior someday. Now, uh, coming out of there, and he complimented my crown. Thank you, Zeno. And uh, I got to see uh, just a ton of people come out there. We even met a couple with another baby. Uh, shout out to Angelo and I, uh, Akio is the name of their baby. War, a little warrior of light. So. Uh, very, very cool to, uh, to attend and be out there in the concert. It's just, God, man, this is, it, I guess it was just like the last happy part, but it was also kind of sad part because we knew mm-hmm. that this was the end. We were Every, done. Everything yeah. was over at this point. And then we all went out collectively and drank and ate and all this. And this is what led to me. Like we, <laughs> I, I got to see Koji and mm. Susan cause we, we went out for Korean barbecue just after this and, uh, uh, I was so sad I missed that, but we went up to the room and just completely passed yeah, completely out. Completely passed out. Yeah, well, I had a couple of bottles of soju, so yeah, I, I completely passed out when I got back. I, I didn't learn from the night before not to not to drink again, <laughs> but I, I went ahead and drink. It's Vegas, right? You got to drink. Yeah, got to drink in Vegas. Well, if, if you drink, you got to drink in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Not everyone drinks. All right, briefly, the Fan Festival items, they are available now. Uh, you can get yourself your own uh, Mountain Minion that were uh, handed out. The They're both account-wide, by the way. So if you if you want them and you weren't able to attend, 
you can uh, just buy them. I think if you bought the streams, you could, you got them already too. You don't buy streams this year. No, what was it then? Somebody you buy from the Mog Station, or you, you buy go from to the, the Mog thing. Station, or That's you go it. to okay. Mm-hmm. All right, then uh, there was a lore book debacle. I did not have this problem. I got my lore book. I put my code in, and I wore my hat. But mine didn't. So I'm about to make a ticket here soon. But uh, yeah, so for some people, it uh, either they, they get a message that says this code has already been used. So I'm kind of waiting to see if uh, there's an official announcement about it. But I would say go ahead and put in a ticket. Go ahead and put in a ticket if that if, if that's happening so you can get it rectified. Somebody made a comment that uh, when they opened their lore book, two tickets came out and one was – and they were duplicates or something. Mm. So ooh, that's, that's yeah. not good. I hope they don't have to give everybody – a Matoya hat. But, I mean, I've got proof. I purchased it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if they have to show proof and, and send me a new item code, I'm okay with that. Uh, well, anyway, I hope it looks good. Does it look good, Yelta? I haven't – I didn't open it yet. No. It's sitting on my nightstand and I'm still – I had too much stuff to look at. It's sitting on my nightstand and I'm, I'm going to look at it soon. <laughs> I had too much going on. I wasn't going to sit there like doing the live letter reading it or something, so – Come on, Yelta. Put on that. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, let's just wow. quick. And we we have last call. We have shout outs. We saw so many awesome, awesome, amazing people. And I we couldn't even possibly list them all. But especially, uh, you know, Deli. Deli came up and even gave Ulf the big hug. Oh, Cerisian did too. So, Lunatone, we wanted to thank you. That was the, um, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> that was the cards, right? Right. Yes. Want to know what jobs we all were? Thank you so much. Picked some fantastic cards. Even Ulf was like, "Oh wow, these are really nice and job stones and stuff." Uh, what do we got, Kimon? Yep, for just uh, Kimon and uh, Neobari, uh, both of you guys came up to us after uh, one of the events. It might have been the keynote, or we were walking somewhere. I don't remember where we were at, but I we think stood... we were going to go find some food. We were going to find food. And, yeah. And, and uh, we bumped the... into a lot of people in the hallway, and I, and they're all like, "We won't keep you. We won't keep her." And I was just loving talking to everyone. Uh, people had like some nice, like nice feedback about the show and maybe what else we could do as gather together for more of the community and stuff. So we might be doing some stuff coming up. But uh, yeah, just just people who just like said hi and gave hugs whenever they saw you. It's amazing. I I can't tell you what what a great feeling it is to get get with people that love and are passionate about the same thing you are and to have hour-long conversations about this game and get hyped. And there's just so many good people in this community. If you did not get a chance to attend FanFest – I think this one was the best one yet. They would be stupid to not have one in 2020. A lot of people are already trying to make 2020 plans. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's something to look forward to. I think it's something to really think about. If if you're a if you're a fan and you like this, uh, look at look at 2020. Start making plans now about 2020 and see if you can get in and get a ticket. That's the hardest part. Getting the mm-hmm. ticket. Once you get the ticket and affording the ticket, I guess. But once you once you can purchase your ticket. Uh, travel yeah it's it's not it's not easy for everyone we understand but when you get and there you can and you get to talk to these people and you get to meet and rub elbows with people who love what you love 
and you get to see your favorite Twitch streamers, your favorite podcasters, your favorite content creators. Uh, oh my god, it, 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 it's just an amazing, it's, amazing it's, weekend. It's completely unreal. It's really, really, really weird to just be like, you know, to you know, there's there's people that I'm like like almost scared to go say hi to, and then I find out there's people who were scared to come say hi to me, and it's yeah. like. It's just like um, it's just really, really intense, a really, really cool, intense thing. And if anybody's going to the bigger palm at the end of June, let me know. That's the Kupukan. I wanna, I wanna hear from you if you're gonna. Ulf and I are trying to decide if we're going. So, Ooh. but it's it's a long way to Newark, New Jersey. But the end of June's, you know, kind of far enough away. I might be able to afford it again, maybe. <laughs> so. All right. Oh, I think we're done, Ruby. Got anything else? I'm 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 spent. I got I got to I got to uh, I got to nurse this cold. I got to get over this con, Craig Delta. <laughs> I'm gonna go find some tea. I think. Oh, all right then. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, gtffxiv.com. While you're there, please leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please rate us. Our personal plugs, Ruby. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at RubiconVale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter at Yeltasumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.